Hello everyone, and welcome to this Nintendo Life episode 100. My name is NBZ, and uh, we made it, Bally. We did it. This is the 100th episode of this podcast. How are you feeling? How did we get this far? Like... I don't. I couldn't envisage this day coming when we were, you know, muddling around with episode one. Yeah, I remember us doing the first practice episode, which has never actually been uploaded <laughs> to see if this would work or not. Um, and I still think I have that on my computer oh, somewhere. God. So maybe Please one no. day we'll have to we'll have to release that to the hounds. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so so yeah, it's a, it's a big day. It's a big episode. Um, a nice comparison I want to draw is. On that first episode, I was talking about a Metroid-style game, and we finally made it, Bally. Nintendo released a Metroid game in time for episode 100. Just in time. Uh, Just made it. So I'm very happy about that. Um, So it's going to be a big show today. There is a lot uh, that we are going to be talking about, um, a lot to break down. And uh, Bally, how about you tell the folks uh, what everything is going to be happening? So for the first segment, we're going to talk about uh of course metroid that just came out and another game that we've been playing or at least a demo uh, and in line with that there's a little bit of nintendo direct news that we're going to just sort of cram together into that first segment uh and then for the second segment it's the big one it is the top 50 games of all time that come out on nintendo consoles of course uh i actually looked back and it was october 2015 when episode 50 came out so it's been okay a good two years since we've done it uh so yeah yeah that's for the second segment that's going to be a big one and then for the third segment we will be talking through some of the emails and other messages you guys sent us uh just sort of talking about the show and episode 100 and, and what what it means to us to to get to this landmark perhaps uh, and then we're going to close out the show yeah absolutely so uh be prepared to listen to this podcast for a long time um and uh it's gonna it's gonna be a long one it's gonna be a brutal one there are gonna be many arguments and many tears so oh boy. <laughs> uh so so get ready uh bali let's kick things off then with what we have been playing and my fucking god a metroid game has been released the met last metroid is no longer in captivity i have it it's in my hands um metroid 2 uh the remake uh, samus returns is with us uh i don't know where to start here bally because it came out two days ago and i've already <laughs> finished and and hundred percent oh yeah it. so so you've hundred uh, percented it and i'm about five hours in so we should we should right. start off by saying that so we have yes. fairly uh our views are are informed very differently we might say absolutely um, i could just um, run through a few quick points i i'm feeling after five hours then you can maybe give it a bit more flesh a bit deeper go a bit deeper on it sure so, sure but um before we start uh tell me just top impressions uh, have they done well is this a good metroid game do you think bally so far yes absolutely uh, i love the look i love the feel uh the thing that hit me first was actually obviously the art and the music uh and it reminds me so much of metroid prime like if you actually go back yeah. and play the metroid the original metroid prime or prime 2 uh those games aren't as crisp as you think of them in your mind they're actually a little sure. bit murkier because we're talking about gamecube of course uh and this game completely replicates that art style it feels like it, the art style of course it's 2d versus 3d but it feel the art style feels so similar and it's very nostalgic in my mind for that um 
on top of that there's so met the sound design sounds a lot more a lot more like uh metroid prime because of course this is the first 2d metroid that isn't sprite based so sprite based stuff comes from you know 16-bit era consoles game boy advance era uh, that style uh and those sound engines that go along with that so this is the first time that metroid 2d metroid i should say sounds i don't the good's a harsh word but um sounds orchestrated is a bit too extreme as well but you know what i mean it's more just modern generally just like higher quality higher fidelity exactly and so Um, that aspect of it makes shooting like missiles and your like the shots hitting enemies and things like that sounds so much more like metroid prime and i love that it just sounds a bit more realistic yeah and it, for that there's a, there's a good crispness to it for sure like i definitely think like just your your standard beam has a good like sound to it yeah. there's a nice kind of clunk to the feels, missiles feels good. um eventually when you get to like space jump and screw attack they have like some really good stuff to go along with that as well which is always a big deal for me like if you don't get that right then not good in my books but they absolutely uh did do a good job mm. uh, on that i i really like the controls uh, i know that there's some controversy about uh the circle pad aiming sort of standing on the spot yeah. shooting um i personally really like it i've never played a game like axiom verge i know you have mbz where that includes yeah. that uh i i think that it makes a lot of the shooting at those funny... You don't have to think in eight angles anymore, which is just really satisfying to do when you're trying to clear enemies out of certain specific angles and it can get a bit fiddly. Right. And It makes you a lot kind of faster on your aim reticle, essentially. Like, yeah. the, the thing that I love about Fusion and Zero Mission is because of the limitation of the control, they had to basically give you these angled directions um but what that let you do was run and gun essentially which yeah. meant like you could be shooting at something and then run away at the same time as keeping on holding the angle so the angle would stay where it was and when you ran back like it would shoot where you wanted it to so the one issue i have like a little bit and it's it subsided over time playing more of this game because gotten stronger down the road yeah once, once you get stronger you don't really need to do that like by the end of the game you're just murdering everything just running through them like and that's that's the thing that i love the most about metroid games and someone on neogaf really nailed this but as great as like metroid imitators have been over the years like ori and hollow knight and axiom version all these games there is no game series that gives you that sense of increasing power like metroid does like the the comparison to the start of the game and how able you are versus the end is completely night and day just it's astonishing how much more able and 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 good you feel uh, mm. uh, once you have everything in your arsenal uh, yeah and so yeah so based on feel i think it feels great I, I i think my hand does get a little tired because you are holding the l button for extended periods of time especially with the spider ball it, it's a it's a weird cramping thing that happens because that right or that left hand um using the circle pad like constantly rotating it means that like the certain muscle in my left hand is being like moved around a lot because i'm rotating constantly mm. but also like the kind of claw gripping onto the l button I think is pro- I think one of the worst control decisions they made was to make the spider ball hold L instead of toggle it on and off. Yeah. And I actually went back and booted up AM2R to check to see what they had done. And sure enough, they'd done a toggle where you just press it once and yeah, your spider ball, click there. it again and it turns off. Um, yeah, it would have... Because the thing with Metroid 2's design is uh, you're in Area 3 now, right? Uh Yes. Uh, so that area starts to be a, a lot... I think it's called Area 2, actually. That's the third area, if that makes sense. 
okay because there's a starting point and then there's area two okay um, i think maybe in area two you have this but like as the further you get on in the game there are these really massive open spaces um which eventually you're going to be able to jump through having the space jump and everything but uh, initially you can do a, a lot of like map filling in which is my ocd tendency in, in metroid oh, games by falling by, down each bar by each, each right exactly oh, by by using <laughs> using the spider ball to like go up <sighs> the wall and then like falling down and, and covering it all in i didn't do that like um crazy okay. amounts because i knew i would have a space jump eventually yeah. and i'm just wasting time if i do that now uh but the spider ball gives you a lot of ability to kind of explore spaces um has it been something that's really been a novelty to you because i, I, yeah. I think if i hadn't played am2r the spider ball would have been a much bigger deal but because i had like i already knew what i, it I be. absolutely love the spider ball i think that it sets it apart massively from zero mission super metroid and um fusion because like the idea of a 2d metroid without a spider ball now feels just weird to me because it's just such a great exploration device essentially like it it, it, yeah. it creates another another dimension on how you navigate through the world and right it just changes the way you tr- kind of solve puzzles and solve areas essentially traverse exactly like metroid's all about it's about the combination of running and gunning and then having slower moments where you're working out puzzles and exploring and those slower moments in exploring are so much better uh, with the spider ball. Like, they're some of my favorite bits in Metroid Prime 1 and 2 is when you've cleared out a room of enemies and you're working out, where do I go next? Ah, there's a spider ball track that goes here. And like it's a slower paced, more relaxed, interesting part of the game that obviously there's no tracks for a spider ball in the 2d version because yeah. you just climb on literally anything and i love that but right like, it just it reminds me of breath of the wild in a way it's great in terms it just, of it's every such... surface is able to be like traversed exactly. by by using that versus the prime games where like you know where and when you can right. use it's it it's so um, healthy for the pacing and i love that about the prime games and i love it even more about this game because you can like like you said use it anywhere yeah absolutely um how do you feel about the melee stuff because the the counter is a big deal in this game it is something they've um talked about a lot in the marketing materials like showing this game off early you're going to have this physical melee counter that basically stuns enemies and allows you to kill them faster um what do you think of that system? i i really like it i i agree i definitely think it slows you down early on because you if you choose not to melee you're gonna really struggle to like get through rooms um without taking damage and getting past enemies uh, you're also going to take yeah. a lot longer on bosses if you're not using the melee attack um so i would highly recommend regardless of your position on the melee attack you should definitely learn how to use it well because it's so important and i personally love it i think in combina- combination with the sound design of like missiles hitting enemies and blaster fire it's a very satisfying feedback loop that you're constantly doing within this game where you're like clearing through rooms, getting through these enemies. You know the timings of each enemy. And when you meet a new enemy that has a different timing on when you melee counter them, like you have to then learn that. And then some of the bosses have even tougher counter timings and things like that. And you're, you're getting better and better. I personally think it's a, a really solid addition. I I like it in some ways and in others it, infuriated me i think it's a cool mechanic uh my problem is that early on in the game it feels like it's slowing you down way too Mm. much it feels like 
trying to get through areas is more of a process of standing waiting for the enemy to try and attack you and then countering it because honestly the first blaster you have is so weak it's the weakest blaster in the entire series of of like a starting thing because enemies are essentially sponges and so what i i think the design has been uh, you know done around is these enemies are needed to be countered because when you counter them you can kill them in a couple of shots right whereas if you try and kill them without the counter you're going to be punished because it just takes so long for them to die um and that's the thing that kind of annoyed me was they are really forcing me to use this counter on the other hand you do need to get good at the counter because later the the windows for triggering it and making sure the timing you get down is very tight like it's a really quite a small window um and it's easy to know when to do it because there's good visual and audio feedback to be like okay this is when i should press the button but it definitely requires practice and i think that's why they kind of force you into doing it early is because later down the line you're going to be in some really tight and very tense situations where you need to be able to reliably get that counter off in the one window that is open to you and you were talking about some of the later metroids that you've been facing now you're trying to fight some like beta ones and they have lots of different patterns they go through like they're flying Mm. through the air they're like covering the ground in lava they are um you know firing laser beams they're doing a lot of different attack patterns and they seem to be random and you don't know when and where they're going to happen so you constantly have to be watching out for that one window that one point in time where you counter them and then you can just slam missiles into them right and i saw someone commenting on the fact that it would have been incredibly tempting for the developers to just make these quick time events right to like wait for a a button prompt and then have it automatically happen but making it skill based and they almost become a quick time event but they're not quite right because if you don't jam on the missile button you're not going to get any damage done to them right like you have to keep smashing that button while the kind of cutscene stuff is going on um and the 3d and the way that that works with like samus flipping over these enemies it looks fantastic yeah it's definitely the best looking stuff in the game um because honestly i don't think the game looks particularly great uh in 3d it's definitely serviceable like it looks good i think but there's a lot better looking games i i I definitely want to hit on that point that i like the games look more for its metroid prime nostalgia than it being an outward outrightly good looking game right because it's not very pretty like it's it's, kind of got ugly edges to it um and you know to some degree that fits with the metroid world but uh, there is also just that fuzzy you just want that crisp 2d metroid on switch right exactly there is like the fuzzy filter almost as you were mentioning with the metro prime games that kind of rears its head here again and i don't know how much that is to do with intentionality versus um just the ability of them to make something look crisp mm. uh but uh d- definitely like one of my early complaints was the frame rate is not great it's it's pretty smooth with 2d with 3d off um with 3d on it's a it gets a little chunky here and there uh but the fact that it's 30 and not 60 just kind of bummed me out straight away i was like that's a bad first impression are are other 3ds games 60 uh link between worlds is the best one i can think of uh 3d land as well i think is also 60 Mm. um like uh, nintendo first party like mainline series i generally go for that standard but i think also it's a disappointment because previous 2d metroids have been uh 60 so right 
it's a shame it didn't necessarily ruin anything for me because i think the game still controls in terms of moving samus around it's very smooth like it has a a good flow and pace to it they're just like lots of like niggling things i think um what i did on twitter was kind of go through a kind of list of stuff that was bothering me in the first like hour and a half two hours um so the melee counter being uh, you know a crutch and the bullet spongy enemies the frame rate the kind of you know fuzziness of the the art style um uh, also stuff like um uh the idea that the circle pad has to be used which is obvious for the free aim but i wish they would have given you the option to use a d-pad and just go with the old kind of system Mm. um it may have made things harder for people but i think that if people preferred playing that way you should at least let them have the ability to do so And i think nintendo games so often just are like hey this is the control scheme this is what you're going to learn this is how you're going to do it um and having played on pc for such a long time now i've gotten used to being able to rebind things and make things now you can you know, with arms players how i want to you can, exactly they finally done that with arms which arms was in a much worse place because like that was just a straight up awful design decision to put the the block on clicking a stick in um but yeah i i understand why it had to be circle pad for this one system but also it would be nice if they gave you the option it, it also is one of those things where going from normal samus into morph ball doesn't feel snappy enough like it doesn't feel like you have the same kind of speed as you did in fusion or in zero mission um in order to just quickly transform uh so that makes certain sections which are based on speed a little bit tougher because you're like oh my god go into the morph no and then get up like it it feels a little awkward going between the the different modes uh, of samus and and how she stands up and everything um and then another thing that was really annoying me was just enemies respawning even when you're in the same room as them like going off the screen a little bit and they're back again i was like are you kidding me this is the reason this was in nes games was because there were memory restraints the 3ds doesn't have that like why are they doing this and what i will say is i understand more why they do that later in the game because there are certain like power-ups and puzzles hidden behind aeon abilities uh, which we can talk about in a second uh, and those aeon abilities if you run out of juice for them like charge you have to go grind off enemies so going through those areas was like oh i see why they have to respawn them here because i need need to get more juice in order to keep going at this so it makes sense from a design standpoint it's just in that first couple of hours all these things without the context of later on made me very sour on the game um and what i will say is that the game only gets better like it the more you play it the more freedom you have the more powerful you get the the better it it does in terms of presentation like some of the cutscenes later on and some of the boss fights are just really incredible stuff that i i'm very excited for you to get to now uh, and see because Mm. overall i think this is a really great game um and and i really really did enjoy it um nice let's talk about the aeon abilities a little bit then before we kind of close things off because i think next time i've just got two so far i've got the the room scanning thing and then the sort of uh temporary armor okay um uh, have you used those much at all have they been useful yeah yeah i've 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 used them both frequently i think yeah it's 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 nice i, I like that it's uh, something extra th- extra to think about 
Yeah, it's it's definitely it's made the quality of life much better for for certain things. The scan pulse is a really great one. When I was going back and trying to hundred percent the game, was I usually in the past would look up maps for like where did I miss uh, for like when I'm hundred percent infusion and stuff when I was younger, and with this. Uh, you just go to an area where you can see because it, it even the background squares get filled in with a different color so you can actually see the different color variation in where you haven't scanned so you know where you can scan to potentially find a new area yeah. and i really like that scanning is a permanent thing like it shows you everywhere and then it doesn't disappear it's not just like a tease of like ooh, we'll show you where but you uh, only for a couple of seconds and then it will go away again i really like the decision to just make it permanent um because honestly it cuts out a lot of the obscurity with some metroid games back in the day even i'll admit that stuff in super metroid and fusion is kind of obscure if you aren't like knowledge or, or like cl- clued into how metroid games hide secrets cool. like just random blocks that look like normal blocks yet they're bombable and stuff like that um so i i, fe- I feel like they get away with it much more by having that as, as a as an option um but like i said i think next time we're going to go a much more in depth on this game once you've gotten sure. further um and just talk a whole bunch about kind of maybe do a bit of a spoiler thing on it because there are some aspects that i definitely want to discuss Mm. um and what i'll say is it it started out very negative for me but as i played and as i i got further i just the the best thing i can say about this game is i couldn't fucking put it down and granted that's a, a metroid thing for me generally um, and if AM2R had been on a 3DS, I would have done the same thing. Because it was on PC, it took me a little longer to finish that game. But I burn <laughs> through Metroid-style games. I mean, when it, it comes to Metroid, often... actual Metroid games, I like I actually just d- disintegrate them. It's not even a contest. Like, by, by far the most compelling genre for me to just blast my way it's through. It's not often a game comes out on a Friday and we record on a Sunday and you've already beaten the game that came out on the Friday. I, I haven't only beaten it, I fucking 100%ed this game <laughs> in two days. Yeah, I've played 17 hours of this game in two days. That's absurdity. It's it's ridiculous. Well, I'm, I've got 30 Metroids to go and I'm okay. about five hours in, so... Let's see how it goes. Let's 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 try and wrap up for next time. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, so the other thing we've both been playing, which kind of came out the blue uh, as part of Nintendo Direct, was the demo for Octopath Traveler Project Octopath Traveler. Thanks, Square Enix, for just the worst names of video games ever. Funnily enough, I mean it's not a final name, but they're working on it. I mean, it logically makes sense. Like eight paths <laughs> and the travelers. You know, Octopath, there are eight characters. I listened to <laughs> other know, podcasts whatever. saying, like, how many how many characters are in that game again? And then someone else on the podcast is like, there's eight. It's obviously eight. It's Octopath. Like, come on. <laughs> like, even if you didn't do, like, Latin or Greek, you know, the octopus <laughs> isn't as a thing, you know? People should right. know. Um, regardless, let's uh, talk about this because it is a very interesting demo that gives you uh, a good flavor of what this game is going to end up being. And I think it's kind of blown people away, honestly. Like, this is now a game that I have my eye on for next year. It's like, holy shit, this is going to be really good as long as they nail uh, certain aspects of it. Um, Bali, how do you feel about this as a relative RPG newbie? (laughs) I'm like 
absolutely loving it. I spent about three hours with the two characters uh, in this game, in this demo, I should say. And when you're talking about a demo and what you want to see in a demo and what you don't want to see in a demo, like this is a near perfect demo for me. It just sold me on the music is incredible. We need to talk about the art style. They call it HD 2D, which is just the most horrible name ever mm-hmm. for what is actually a really cool <laughs> idea. Um, yeah. And if you don't know what we're talking about, it's essentially 16-bit sprites within a three-dimensional world more broadly. Yeah, um, it, it's kind of isometric, but it's also just side-on. Like, you, there is depth to the places right. you're in, and there's obviously polygons being used. And the shadows and the lighting, and like you're walking around with lamps and caves in the stem at points, yeah. and it just works so beautifully. Uh, combined with just this, the most incredible orchestrated soundtrack um it's so good it's not so since like the original xenoblade have i instantly like fell in love with some of this music it's fantastic stuff and we're definitely going to play some during the break but like man they i don't know who the composer is but i think someone was mentioning it's it's someone relatively new who um has you know started to do some work recently and i think that man it, it, i want to play this game if only to hear all the tracks right in it like that's that's a compelling enough reason for me um like i love the original xenoblade so much i think part of why it's such an important game for me is the music um not only that but like how the music coalesces in cutscenes. like a lot of the times when i'm listening to something like um engage the enemy or tragic decision i can hear like the shulk voice line in my head while i'm listening to it like a lot of them are kind of intertwined and that happens in this game as well because i think it's very well written and voice acted and in some of those cutscenes, you really feel a lot of stuff like it's 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 so well executed yeah the voice acting is a surprise in a 16-bit game for sure uh right when when i turned it on i was like oh really that's like full voice acting granted they're going for this they're doing it yeah it's it's not in every scene like when you're just talking to npcs on the street and stuff it's just text but man i did not expect that whatsoever and i think the plot of these two characters uh is really great like it gives you you get a nice beginning middle and end of the demo itself but you're also introduced to a wider story and a wider aim a wider goal of each character you play as so you play as Ulbrich in with one of the demos and then you can start a new chapter and play as Primrose who's like a dancer uh, so both of them just have these really interesting stories that you you do get to explore and they're kind of dark stories many of them like there's there's death and stuff happens and it's like there's also a lot of really suggestive stuff there's a lot of language being used which you wouldn't expect on a nintendo platform you know right like Like, (laughs) and a lot of stuff like that like yeah those are suggestive stuff especially primrose's uh story like this isn't a kid's game at all and no I, i just really like that where those plots are going and what's going on and the motives of these characters that are ultimately just these 16 bit sprites but they just give them right. so much character uh, absolutely and- I, I think that's a great i think it works to its advantage right because you have this very charming like cute art style that has it definitely has like a dark edge to it uh, in certain places but it's for the most part like it, it it looks very inviting yeah and yet you have these these mature tones that are overlaid on top of definitely. it definitely um 
and that's a great contrast i think and the mechanics of this game so far are really solid like i think that they're simplistic enough but still not overly simplistic for someone like me who's not played a ton of rpgs but but yeah you know has still played a few and wants mechanics that aren't over the top but still you can still master them quite simply yeah, it feels a little like Persona to me. Not quite the same, but um, the idea that you're hitting a weakness in order to stun them so that you can do a bunch more damage uh, is a bit of a similar system. Um, it's it's cool because like, you have like various weapons that affect that stuff, and then once they are like quote-unquote broken, then you can use a much more powerful move that will right. do more damage even though they're not necessarily weak to it. And like building up your buffs and everything is... It's it's cool. Like the it it it's, seems like an evolution of the bravely default battle system. Which the idea behind that was either you brave, which means you take a bunch of turns and then you have to wait for them to recharge, or you default, which like banks you a bunch of stuff. Um, whereas in this game, every turn you automatically bank like a bonus attack, um, and if you build those up, then you can just unleash them all at once. Um, and like deciding when to do that when's the best opportunity to open the window and and to to hit them is is a nice balance um and it's not just you know a basic turn-based affair it like has a little bit of nuance and difference to it so so yeah it's it's been really really cool just i i think some of the things that stand out is just like there's a kind of blurring effect like sometimes that goes on in the distance like that really works with the art style Uh, i think some people haven't been a fan of it but it almost moves a bit like animal crossing right like the idea of like the shifting plane of the world almost Mm. um like blurring in the background and, and stuff like that and it it just is it's kind of weird to be walking around in a world like this but i think it just works somehow it 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 takes two disparate things and mashes them together in something that has consistency um and i think the one thing we're both curious about and wondering is how is this gonna work in the final game because you have to start a new save file if you want to do the other character you can't just like go along to them and then start their story because they're they're very separated like they're all about you know this one character figuring out their own problem but their towns do still link up like geographically which is right and i don't know if in the final game it's going to be that close you know are those two towns going to be that close together in the final product i'm not sure maybe it was just for the demo um but when you look at the map um origin on the screen where you choose your character it looks like there are like dividing lines between these different sections of the world Mm. so maybe it's a case of like everyone having their own journey and then coming together at some point but you can recruit characters into the party who are also other characters in the game but they don't seem to like have any story relevance at least not at the moment right um so i don't know i'm 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 a little worried that they may mess it up in terms of you having to play through it multiple times with eight different characters um or whether their purpose is like hey you choose one and then you know you're gonna have a different experience from anyone else who plays this game i don't know Um, i I feel like that's that's what they'll go with is that hey there's eight characters but you can start as anyone and you will meet the other protagonists on the way but ultimately you're gonna be doing the core story of the one eight of the eight characters that you've picked right and i'm sure there's like something that binds all of them together and eventually you know the 
It's like probably going to come to the common cause. Eight stories, and then you get the extra blah, and then yeah, who knows? But bonus ending, yeah, it could be like a way of doing the kind of alternate ending thing that Chrono Trigger started back in the day, but but you know, changing it somewhat and making it everything different, intriguing. And it's coming sometime in 2018, but we have no idea when. Yeah, yeah, I would bet on later, just because they're asking for feedback on it at the moment like they're doing a similar thing to what they did with the final fantasy 15 demo which is hey this game is in progress and there's definitely things they need to do like please let us skip cutscenes. for the love of god let us skip cutscenes because there's one right before a boss that is so long and if you die on it you have to just go back and do it again um i was a little worried as well because it's using save points and if you die you go back to a save point um but those save points are pretty regular like i was surprised yeah. that that guy is just kind of standing very close to green himself a lot of time yeah so so i i'm not too worried about that because it seems like as, as long as you're keeping on top of saving your game you're not going to lose too much progress which is good um but yeah uh what a surprise just i'm so excited that there's a switch rpg exclusive to the system that is so promising already really uh, just continues to to just put confidence in the system honestly um so so great stuff uh before we close out the segment bally we are going to talk briefly about some of the announcements in the nintendo direct that happened recently i think both of us thought that it was a fine direct there wasn't anything groundbreaking so we didn't need to do like a full segment on it but there are some very important things to talk about first of all xenoblade chronicles 2 is coming out this year uh it is You're gonna snap December the switch 1st. in half mbz I did say that if that game came out, I would snap my Switch in two. So, well, I guess I'm going to have to find a new Switch. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited about that. I think that it's a good time. Um, it's a good Christmas game for me personally. And it's at a point after Mario where I'm pretty sure I'm going to be done with Mario by that time. Um, so, so, yeah, that, that works. And it's looking promising. I'm excited. I think that maybe they spent a bit too much time on it in the directs yeah, in terms of really like the minutia on how it works, uh, like mechanically. Yeah. Which for a game as complicated as Xenoblade, it's like you have this huge audience here watching this direct, and you're at risk of turning off a lot of them with a five-minute description on how all this stuff works. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but it it still looks good, and and I'm excited to to dig into it. Uh, then we had uh some obviously some more footage of mario odyssey which just continues to look fantastic and better and better Um, everyone like it's just unbelievable how that game is coming out in october and not you know delayed till end of 2019 or something like it's just so awesome the big thing i want to mention with odyssey is the photo mode uh which is a great idea and obviously a lot of games have done this um most recently i played uncharted the lost legacy ha- which has a photo mode in it and it's the first time i've actually used or like tried to use a photo mode because there were so many scenes and things that i thought oh that's this is so cool um i need to take a, a photo of this and like edit it slightly and and do stuff and like mess around and you get like a new phone background from it and stuff yeah i i really like the idea that you can do it vertically so that you can put it on a phone it's it's very smart nintendo are getting very savvy to how people share their games these days yeah. and the the kind of the memes that come up around their games so you know they cause a kerfuffle with mario's nipples already oh, so you mario. know that they are gone viral oh boy 
they, and they uh, knew it because the, they did like exactly. a screenshot of him topless knowing that like everyone would share that one screenshot whether it's exactly. twitter instagram facebook whatever like it was just went crazy they've leaned into it at this Ooh, point they know, they know what they they're know. doing um so so that's very exciting just just another thing to add to the uh the hype train on that game i don't want to see any more i shouldn't have even watched that honestly i you know i felt guilty i don't want to spoil it, it was so good yeah it was so good um but bali by far the biggest news of this direct was that bethesda are now nintendo's best fucking friend having never put out games on nintendo systems before this point we not only have skyrim we've got three we now have doom and not not the first wolfenstein we have wolfenstein 2 the new colossus a game which isn't even out yet a game that is coming out on playstation 4 and xbox one and pc and is not even out yet so it's what coming out Bally? end of 2017 on those other systems and then start of 2018 on switch right i don't know when in 2018 it'll be on switch uh but it's coming out the same day as mario odyssey uh, in 2017 um so this is crazy this is by far the most important announcement of the switch's life cycle i think and that seems like a big statement to make but what this proves is that if third parties want to they can adjust their games reduce the resolutions make them run on this inferior hardware but still put out what is basically the same game and have it portably on switch because they are ultimately attracted to this like growing market that is just exactly getting very big very fast if if it if it takes reshaping a game to get it on the switch like this is proving they're prepared to do it and that's so exciting exactly and this is the point that we kept trying to make beforehand it's like yes i'm sure that these publishers could get their big budget assassin's creeds to run on switch the question is will they will it be monetarily valuable enough for them to invest in the resources to create a port that would sell good numbers like is there going to be an install base who wants to pick up that game on the system and ultimately we came to the conclusion that probably for most of these publishers no because it seems like a really difficult task and honestly i still to some degree think that there are going to be publishers who don't because it it's just too much of an effort and their pipeline just isn't set up that way but i think that if you've got the size and scope and money of a company like bethesda then you can say you know what let's shift this amount of development resources to this much you know effort on switch because it's going to be worth a lot of money in the long run yeah uh the other thing i would say about id is that they generally are good at scaling games and doom runs at 60 frames a second on the consoles which is a rarity like usually games run Mm. at 30 um and they have experience with the pc market which is all about scalability right like having different low-end systems being able to run stuff is kind of important to a lot of people so i think that id and bethesda are more uniquely uh positioned Uh, of course machine games as well who work on wolfenstein uh but that said like these are big games these are big triple a high budget games that are being put on this system that clearly doesn't have as much power and capability as the other machines but looks like a market that is going to uh, you know sell 
these games and the reason why is because the portability factor like the wii u did not have a good enough proposition for the consumer to buy a third-party game on that system versus a different system with switch you now have a solid proposition do you want it at at high resolution best looking possible but you can't take it with you or do you not care about that stuff as much and you would much rather the convenience of having it anywhere you go and that has meant that in the past third-party publishers have had a hard time selling on nintendo systems because they compete with nintendo games now because everything is portable they can have a unique proposition for that version of the game versus buying it on another platform Uh, and that really is why i think we're going to start seeing a cavalcade of third parties Uh, it's interesting i was reading uh, a blog post by emily rogers who uh, she's kind of stopped doing the rumor stuff nowadays she's like working in game development but one thing she said is that she is going to or she knows of a lot of third party announcements that are going to surprise people the fact that nintendo has a lot of these lined up the big next step that we we've not mentioned yet is that like we're still at the start of the switch's life cycle so it's regardless of whether developers would have wanted to launch these games day and date with their other systems it's it's going to be fascinating to see in the coming months and years the first big triple a game that potentially has you know the the slightly reduced switch version come out day and date with those other systems because so far they've yes. not had the chance because like they, they you know they took a step back wanted to see how the switch was selling so far it's right. selling really well and then for the future you know who knows what the scope could be on third-party AAA games having a switch version launching at the same time which is so important as the other systems yeah that that is the big deal and honestly i think if wolfenstein had been a like a fall 2018 game it would have come out day and date right uh, on every system but the only reason it's it's not is because that game was in development long before the switch Uh, was even known to the public like long before bethesda would be willing to commit to putting that game on there because they see the success of it now now that they've seen that success and that they are committed to the platform we are definitely going to start seeing more publishers flock to the system and be like okay we're committed to this thing we're going to put it out on the same day as the other platforms and at that point it's a much better proposition to someone like me because honestly the thing that kind of annoys me is doom is going to come out this holiday but it's probably going to be 40 quid you know whereas doom on pc i can get for 15 right now and that's the annoying problem is that when you launch a game um on another platform it kind of resets the price value of it whereas if it comes out day and date with everything else I can wait on it a little bit and it will come down in price in accordance with the other platforms yeah. as well. Um, so so that's something that for me personally is, is an important thing in, t- in deciding like where I'm going to play something because price is, you know, price is ultimately the most important factor. Um, but but yeah, this is, this is very big. This is a big, big deal. And, you know, we even have Rockstar putting LANOR out there. Like, that's a, a very crazy thing as well. Like, it's it seems like the waters are being tested, uh, but also Bethesda seems to be just jumping straight in. If you told me last year that Nintendo's biggest Western third-party supporter was going to be Bethesda, I would have been like, yeah, all right, 
keep smoking like get out of here what the fuck are you even on that's that's like a dream scenario that's never gonna right. happen and yet they are putting these massive three games on here it's absurd with reference to um la noir i'm ever so slightly skeptical that uh rockstar will treat that as a fair judgment on how well a rockstar game can sell on the switch for the simple reason that i think gta and red dead redemption are just way bigger than la noir and would oh absolutely categorically just sell so much better on switch so i hope that la noir doesn't do badly which it could well do because i I mean i'm sure there's lots of switch owners who aren't maybe massively interested in la noir so i hope it doesn't and it's not a huge game like it didn't have a great sales it's you know it's you know so i hope seem to like it i hope they don't use it as you know the bellwether of whether they should step it up and potentially put in the future red dead redemption or gta on the switch yeah absolutely um I think it's much. It's going to be a much harder proposition for Rockstar to downgrade Red Dead Two. Like, I just don't think they're into that. Like, they're not even putting Red Dead Two on PC at the current time. They are very finicky, and I don't think that they are gonna they're gonna commit to to Switch honestly. But you know, at least we have something from them on there, which is is pretty cool. And I'm very curious what other third party announcements they have lined up, Um, because honestly this gives me hope for stuff like overwatch and stuff like um, that's the big one yeah. you know you, even assassin's creed to some degree because ubisoft have been a supporter of nintendo in the past yeah. in terms of their platforms and assassin's creed is a massive game but so is breath of the wild you know like there there is the possibility to put stuff like that at a downgraded scale onto the system um but but when and, it comes know, to like optimization of sort of games and how much space data they take up and stuff like that like mario mario odyssey apparently is going to be five gigabytes whereas i saw yeah. some stat that like knack 2 apparently is something like 25 <laughs> gigabytes it's, it's like 40 40 knack yeah, 2 is like 40 the, the as someone who has knack 2 installed on their playstation it is 40 gigabytes so. Oh, yeah so yes. like nintendo have this way of just compressing their games these like huge crazy games into just the smallest um data packs it's crazy yeah absolutely um it's a trend that people should follow uh but uh yeah that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this first segment uh don't go anywhere because we are going to be right back with our top 50 games of all time revisited revenge of the top 50 games they say uh so we'll be back after the break
All right, everyone, you've waited for it. It's been a long time coming, but we're finally here at episode 100, and it's time to break everyone down to their base elements, which means arguments, discussions, controversy, all of the above. Uh, we're going to discuss the top 50 games of all time, as decided by Bally and myself. Um, and if you'll remember, in episode 50, we did the same thing, but we had to do it from scratch at that point because we didn't have anything. Uh, this time we have a list. easier than what we're about to do right now. I think it actually is easier because what <laughs> we did last time was off mic, we decided the top, like... 30 not the bottom i guess 30 like from 20 to 30 or 20 to 50 and then we kind of argued the top 10 and and shuffle stuff around like around the top right. 15 or so on mic um which was yeah it's a process it's all a lot uh, more on mic this time I, I think yeah basically this is just going to be a clusterfuck uh so bali before we get started with our nonsense system how about you read off the top 50 games we currently have so our top 50 from 50 to number 1. Number 50, Dragon Quest 9. Number 49, Gunman Clive 1 and 2. Number 48, Bit Trip Runner 2. Number 47, Mario Kart Double Dash. Number 46, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Number 45, F-Zero Maximum Velocity. Number 44, Rayman Origins. Number 43, Soul Calibur 2. Number 42, Pilot Wings Resort. Number 41, Super Monkey Ball 2. Number 40, VVVVVV. Number 39, Mario Kart 7. Number 38, Ocarina of Time. Number 37, uh, Codename Steam. Number 36, Kirby Canvas Curse. Number 35, Super Mario Sunshine. Number 34, Twilight Princess. Number 33, Luigi's Mansion 2. Number 32, WarioWare Twisted. Number 31, Super Mario 3D Land. Number 30, Wave Race Blue Storm. Number 29, Skyward Sword. Number 28, Fire Emblem Awakening. Number 27, Link's Awakening. Number 26, Super Mario Maker. Number 25, Warrior Land Shake Dimension. Number 24, F-Zero GX. Number 23, Phoenix Wright 3. Number 22, Super Metroid. Number 21, Mega Man 2. Number 20, Trine 2. Number 19, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Number 18, Bayonetta 2. Number 17, Super Mario Galaxy 1. Number 16, Pikmin 3. Number 15, Chrono Trigger. Number 14, Splatoon. Number 13, Mario Land 2. Number 12, Link Between Worlds. Number 11, Shovel Knight. Number 10, Guitar Hero 3. Number 9, Advance Wars. Number 8, Metroid Fusion. Number 7, Guacamelee. Number 6, Metroid Prime. Number 5, Xenoblade Chronicles. Number 4, Fire Emblem 7. Number 3, The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Number 2, Super Mario Galaxy 2. And number 1, with Super Smash Brothers 4 on the Nintendo Wii U. That's a long list. Uh, when you're like, I'm going to read out the top 50, I'm like, that won't take that long. Wait, I'll just go to the There's toilet, make a cup of tea. So it's like this is AP going down to zero. Uh, oh boy. Um, so yeah, that's uh, what we currently have. Uh, we're now about to break that shit in half and just shove a bunch of stuff in between it to make it even more complicated. So Bally, how about you run down what the rules we have are for figuring out what the hell we're going to do here? Sure. So the first step is that we're going to work through the additional list adding games that are potentially worthy of top 50 if it's not potentially worthy of top 50 it's out like we've got a list here on our google docs it's going to turn red it's going to go um so the positions are going to be put in 
roughly speaking and so stuff is going to shuffle up and down because later we're going to focus a lot more because the list once we put in all the games we think are worthy of top 50 will obviously be longer than 50 games so the second step is that we're going to cleanly chop everything below 50 uh, we'll then we'll then burst into tears and realize that some of our favorite games have just been cut off the list. So we're going to have a bit of a save system where me and MBZ are going to have one automatic save each. So we basically have one ability to take a game and shove it in the list no matter what, without even without agreeing it, although we'd still have to agree on the position. And then there's up to three more games that we're going to agree on that we can potentially rescue on top of the two uh, that we're both going to save. So maybe there's a potential of up to five games going to be rescued back into the list. Um, we might go mo- more than five games. It all depends. Uh, and then after that, it's all about the shuffle. So we're going to go through the list, number 50 to number one. And we're going to say, is this game in the right position? Should it go up or should it go down? And we're going get, to get all the way from 50 to one. And hopefully by that point, we will have a list of 50 games that we agree on are the top 50 games on Nintendo consoles of all time. Yeah, so it's a process and it's going to take a while. So how about uh, we get started, Bally? We have a a list here of games that we've played since episode 50 mixed in with right. some games from our childhood that we kind of left off last time for whatever reasons and we think maybe deserve a second shot right. here it's mainly made up of games that we've played since last time both a combination of retro games that we finally got around to playing uh, as well as obviously plenty of new titles that came out as well as like games that didn't quite make the list last time but we are worth a discussion on should they be in the list this time um, and it's a pretty random order, so shall we just get on with it? Yeah, let's go. Um, Bally, do you want to just read down this list and, and we'll decide as we go? Sure. So first game, Box Boy. I think Box Boy was our biggest error of last time, because I think Box Boy had actually come out when we were doing this list. Um, right. And for whatever reason, we didn't get it in there. Uh, and honestly, I, I think that it probably surpasses gum and clive one and two for me like i really think box boy is a really smart excellent game i love those gum and clive games but box boy uh, feels like something different you know yeah and we should talk, say that we're like we're going for the original game which i guess yeah. had the most impact on us like it was the game absolutely that i came back from my run i downloaded i played five hours of i told you about i agree it should be on this list uh i'm you mentioned gum and clive one and two that's currently at 49 i'd push higher um, I'd even sacrifice F Zero Maximum Velocity and suggest it should go in at forty five, roughly speaking. Um, all right. I, when I say sacrifice, budge them all down from that point. How yeah. about that? Yeah, that works for me. Right. Let's so do Box that. Boy's going to go in at number forty five. Currently. Currently, which <laughs> of course means that Dragon Quest Nine has shifted to number fifty one. Uh, but that's how it's going to keep going, and we're going to yep. on to the next game: Super Smash Brothers Melee. This is a tough one because I think we may have discussed this before. I I don't know that I need Smash Melee on this list with right. Smash 4 existing. I just feel it becomes redundant after a point. And it is awesome. I don't know. The things that make Melee special are the adventure mode, which I liked, and Smash 4 doesn't really have any good single-player stuff in that vein. Um, but aside from that, I struggle to as someone who's not a competitive player like p- 
put out something that isn't just tied to nostalgia, you know, that makes I, it better. I agree, and I feel really uncomfortable when two games are high up or, like, on the list at all that do very similar things. And, like, I think Smash 4 does all the things about Smash Brothers Melee better and bigger and more impressively. Yeah. And I would, as much as I love Super Smash Brothers Melee, as, like, we've mentioned numerous times, it would do really well on a nostalgia list. I just don't quite think it's making this list so i i would say it's a cut to be honest all right fair enough let's get rid of people's favorite games of all time for <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> everyone's stopped listening to the podcast already yeah exactly so. everyone turned off captain oh, toad treasure tracker i like captain toad i think it's better than a lot of stuff on the bottom of this list honestly we could stick um, it in on the bottom for now and bearing in mind that we'll get shoved down yeah, I mean, I I think that it, I think it probably goes around where Box Boy is. Honestly, I think it might go just below Box Boy because there were moments in Treasure Tracker that were just annoying to me. Like some of the bonus challenges you had to do were just frustrated me a bit. And I know that's not like a core part yeah. of the game, but I, um, it I'd went agree. on a little longer than than I wanted it to. So I can I can put it in at forty six, forty seven. Yeah, that makes that. sense to me. Let's put it below Box Boy for now. Sure. Right, so there we go. That is Captain Toad Treasure Tracker in at 46 currently. Okay. The Swapper. Yeah, Swapper's an interesting one. Um, I think both of us really enjoy this game. It's super clever with its puzzle solving. Like, it has some really great ideas. Um, I did find some of them a little too challenging, you know, in a sense, there's, there's a one room where you have, like, the four people have to be in these, like, upside-down areas, and it was a bit of a mess. But I do like the concept a lot, and I think it stands out enough to to maybe go at the very end right now. Um, but See, I'm not, I'm not super sold on it, so... I'm... I think Gumbling and Clive is a better game than The Swapper. I think that sure. Trip Runner 2 is a better game than The Swapper, and they're yeah. already hanging off this list... And for that reason, I'd be uncomfortable putting it on the list. Yeah, fair to enough. To be honest, yeah, I think uh, those games are more enjoyable to me than the Swapper. And like, we say. might push those up later, but I think that the Swapper is just quite not quite getting there. No, I enjoyed it a lot. I think it's a really, it's just a very smart game with some neat ideas. But I don't think it it's a top fifty game for me. Sure, right, big one out of nowhere. Xenoblade Chronicles X. Oh god, this is such a hard game to rank <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Um, First of all, we should say like my views are broadly relatively negative on this game compared to you. I have not beaten this yeah. game. I'm twenty and I'm thirty hours in. I really struggled with some of the worst parts of this game, and you agree with those flaws with me. Oh, yeah. said, but you you stuck with it. You really enjoyed the scope of this game. The ability totally. to fly. Uh, like bali there's a world that exists where xenoblade chronicles x is my favorite game of all time like that world exists somewhere if they had gotten certain things right that they just fucking fell on their face about you know like mm. i if they had given me a story that was as engaging and as thrilling as the original xenoblade and also just fixed a lot of um problems with like recruiting characters on the map system and just the tiny fucking text just horrible ui decisions and issues that plagued that game then 
fuck this is one of the best experiences i've ever had but like i'm in this weird like middle ground where on the one hand i adore it on the other hand i fucking despise it and it's such a weird place to be um i I would i i definitely think that the highs of this game are so high that it deserves to be somewhere on this list i just don't know where that is and i feel bad about putting it somewhere in the middle because there are other games below that point which i think are good all round you know how big of a how big of a factor is the fact that we think xenoblade chronicles the original game is is stronger and better and that's already likely to be near the top of our list um i don't think that's a big deal because i think these games are so very different very very different like they sir they do very similar things but the end goal of them is very divergent like they don't focus on similar elements and and what makes them good is not the same either like i love the look of xeno the original xenoblades world but i didn't find exploring it as rewarding as exploring xenoblade chronicles x yeah um i'm not a huge fan of putting this on the list but i appreciate how much you'd like it um yeah. i would say like bali seriously flying in that mech for the first time is one of like top five moments in games for me like it's seriously uh, astonishing like it is it's incredible um so i think i have to put it somewhere on this list at least in the 40s i was gonna say just above pilot wings resort 40 42 uh yeah no actually you know i'll put it above monkey ball 2 actually i'll put it above that okay so we're going to go in at 41 yeah 41 sounds good to me okay xenoblade chronicles x in at 41 super mario 3d world uh, I think this was already out this when was we already did this out. list last time. I still don't think it belongs on the list. It's by far my least favorite 3D Mario game. Um, its focus on multiplayer means the level design is nowhere near as tight. Uh, it, when you compare it to its predecessors in Galaxy and Galaxy 2, I just think those two games, which we already have on the list, do everything that 3D World does, but better. Uh, more surprising, more tightly designed... Uh, yeah, I just don't think it belongs on here. I agree. I know you're I think a, a stauncher defender. But... I like this game a lot more than you. Um, as a joint list, we jointly agree 3D Land more than this game, even though I actually prefer World as a game to Land. Yeah. Um, I yeah. completely agree Galaxy. Just both those Galaxy games surpass this game completely. And if 3D Land is already on the list, this would be fighting around, mucking around at the bottom. And I don't think it's really worth the fight because there are so many 3d marios that are doing better things on this list so i'm happy to uh take it out and make it red Sure, absolutely let's do that animal crossing wild world oh boy it's hard i i really like the concept of animal crossing and i think the problem last time we were talking about this game is I think at this point right now we don't feel as engaged with it but I still think it's an excellent game like it's so well made it has a great like loop to it it feels like something you can jump in and jump out of so easily and I think that's why I liked it so much um but it's hard I don't know I, how do you feel about Wild World it, I feel like it could be in this list but also I I don't know whether it belongs right I now. I think as an Animal Crossing game that's out, it's the one that we jointly enjoyed the most considerably. Um, yeah. It's, it was the first online experience of Animal Crossing, I believe. That, yeah, that's a very important thing to mention, actually. And yeah. I think that... Would we want to go back to that game now? 
No, but that doesn't mean that it's not a good game, and it's not just right. a nostalgia pick. It is actually a very good game. Exactly, and it's excellently designed. Like for so, that so reason, well because there's no animal, other Animal Crossing on the list currently, and sure there might yeah. be a Switch one in the future that might surpass it. I think for now, Animal Crossing Wild World should be mid thirties. I would even argue. Jesus, that's way too high for me. Way too high um, for you. Yeah, I think it should be on the list, but I don't think we necessarily need to push it up that high. Because um, honestly, I like Xenoblade Chronicles X more than I like Animal Crossing Wild World, you know? Like, that's right. That's just how I feel I about it. I disagree, but let's... Can we let's, agree let's on compromise. Let's, yeah, let's put it around the same area in 40s uh, Let's kind go of number range. 40 for Wild World. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is This is... It's a weird one to figure out because yeah it's important but i don't know it's when we're making a list it's like do we do we talk about the importance of then versus now i think last time we very much came down on if we were to play 50 games today that's what we would choose right um and yeah i don't know that we're necessarily looking to do the exact same thing here i mean if um, if if I think we even used the Desert Island Island example. If we were both given fresh carts of Animal Crossing Wild World on a desert island, I think we'd have an absolutely great time for that game. Yeah, like probably. It, it, I think yeah. it would hold up really well. Sure, yeah. Um, affordable Space Adventures. Uh, I like this game. I think it pissed me off way too much uh, for me to consider... Uh, sure. putting it in i think it's very innovative and it it's it has to be recognized because it's one of those games that actually did something unique with the wii u gamepad and it doubled down on the um the asymmetric gameplay stuff that we would hope other developers did but no one ever really did um i really like this game i i completely identify with your concerns i don't think that it's doing enough amazing stuff that we can agree on to even to get on this list to be honest sure. i think it's yeah. a really good game it's a great co-op game i don't think it's worthy of top 50 of all time no definitely not uh, so i'm gonna make it red okay for all stage adventures we'll wave bye-bye to you earthbound uh this is top 10 material right here this is big this is easily. i agree this, this is, is easily top 10, top 10 material um, um because it's top 10 and we know that it, that it's impossible for it to get shuffled off the list yes let's just be quite vague and quick about where in the top 10 we're let's thinking. just put it let's just just put it at 10 for now you know let's put just it, put at it 10. in the top 10 let's put, put it there. at 10 uh, it's a nice place for it to sit i think we'll discuss this later but Earthbound we will get back to this is a very important game uh that we've played since last time so that has to be there yoshi's island uh no <laughs> you know what you know my feelings on yoshi's island so you have very negative sick, feelings so... there is no yoshi game in the top 50 you're right yeah uh, uh and, we and could you even throw willy even... world into this discussion although i'm not letting that no. get on the list so no. maybe we're uh, honestly bally you haven't standoff. even played the proper version of yoshi's island which you will be able not. to play by the end of this month because the super nintendo exactly is coming. exactly um but I don't know. I think I would enjoy Yoshi's Island okay. It just, it doesn't seem to me like a super interesting platformer to me personally. Uh, it's not the kind of thing I go in for. Um, yeah. I, I enjoy like it, it but, but I don't think there's enough mutual good stuff to say about this game to no, make top No, and I, look, I can't, I can't sign off on a game that makes me physically sick being <laughs> on a top 50 games list, quite frankly, so I'm sorry about that. Warrior um, Land 4. 
Hmm. There is I a admire... better Warrior Land game on this list that I have now played since yes. th- uh, episode fifty. Um, yeah, and I'm and I'm thinking Shake It can move up a few spaces. So and honestly, we will get to that. We will get I, to that. I don't think that this game can hack it. I really like Warrior Land Four, and I admire what it does. I think um, I, I think it gets a over overly challenging at parts. Um, sure, it and, is a hard game. I yeah, think it can be a little frustrating to to scrutinize over, but it's it's really good. I just don't think it it belongs here. Like three D World, Super Mario three D World, there are better games doing the same thing on this list. It'd be mucking around at the bottom, and I don't think it's quite worthy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh boy, it's gonna get. Should we? Ju- this is the Fire Emblem block. Should we just talk about all these at once? Because I think realistically, only one of these are going to make it sure so these are four fire emblem games that aren't on uh the list currently which are, have also come out since the last one we went with fire emblem fates conquest obviously there are two other fates games not mentioned here fire yep. emblem e- uh, echoes shadows over of valentia fire emblem path of radiance and fire emblem sacred stones um, this is basically a conversation I have to have with myself, uh, mostly because you haven't played any of these games. I've played some of, Conquest, of Conquest, some of Sacred Stones, and not the other two. Yeah. Um, this is hard because when I'm thinking about my favorite Fire Emblem games in my head right now, I think my top three are Seven, which is GBA, Conquest, and probably Path of Radiance, honestly. I think Path of Radiance is really damn good. Um so that's it's very difficult. Currently, for me Fire to Emblem just Seven choose. is number four on our list. So yeah, which is really really high. Um, I would like to put Fire Emblem Fates Conquest in there, but I also when we're gonna get we're gonna get to the Advance Wars uh, debate as well. But I think if you and I agree more on one being necessary than the other, then that's probably a better argument. Um, sure, I can. <laughs> I can't I can't really see two Fire Emblem games in the top ten personally. No, and I don't I don't um, think I would want that. I we just, already have Awakening on this list as well, so right. um and I believe that your you've told me in the past your favourite Fire Emblem game of all time when it came out was Conquest, correct me if I'm I mean you are you're undecided on it probably, I don't know. I, I think Conquest probably yeah, I it really blew me away when I played it. Not only because birthright had been such a massive disappointment um but it just really it was by far the hardest fire emblem game i'd ever played but it was incredibly satisfying because it made that difficulty matter in a way that wasn't just throw a bunch of enemies at you like it made you think tactically in a much deeper way than i think other fire emblem games have in Mm. the past and for me that's a strength for other people like you who aren't as experienced in the series you might want to murder yourself as a result and that's we had this discussion last episode regarding advance wars 2 and i really respected what you said which was advance wars 2 is like the fire emblem conquest of that series sure. to you but the difference is i'm attempting fire emblem based conquest and i don't think you're gonna touch advance wars 2 at the barge pole no no yeah i don't know i think you're more acclimatized to to play fire emblem than i am advance wars which you know I, fair enough um, i like fire emblem fates conquest from what i've played of it i'd be happy to have a discussion about it being in the top 10 if it is your favorite i i but like i said i don't feel comfortable with two fire emblems being in the top 10 and yeah 100 percent. and like this list is a combination of both of us as much as i like conquest and i've not played enough of it to give a full impression of it i really did enjoy 
7 and yeah as an entire fire emblem game that i've beaten start to finish although i've only done that with two of them i believe um mm-hmm. i still think 7 is better than awakening out of the two i've beaten so i really okay how do you, how do you feel about awakening generally do you think it's too high on this list or do you think we can swap one out for the other like do you care I don't, if awakening I is you're... replaced by conquest or i love the cutscenes. i love that aspect of it i but if you're looking for a Fire Emblem game that's more strategic and... Sorry, I've, I have beaten a third Fire Emblem game, Birthright. You have, yes. Birthright yeah. is actually, and you'll hate me for saying this, actually probably my favorite out of the three that I've played because it combines, Jesus. in my opinion, it combined strategy with great cutscenes and great um, visuals. Like, So Awakening, was the immediate impact was visuals. Wow, this game's amazing. I really like Birthright. I, I'm completely prepared to not put Birthright on this list at all because you obviously really don't like that game. But yeah. I don't like how easy Awakening is and how much yeah. your units can just become overpowered and a power trip. And I don't feel comfortable Awakening going much higher than it currently is on the list. I, I think in that case, we can do an easy swap here. Like I think that Awakening is a really good game, but honestly, having played a bunch of fire emblem games in recent times i think it's fallen out of my top list um, okay. generally like i think path of radiance is a better game than awakening i think i actually liked echoes more than awakening um so remind me yeah, which one I, is path of radiance path of radiance is the gamecube game GameCube um, game. Okay. i streamed the entire game right. and man that game is really cool it has so many interesting like added elements that kind of give you wrinkles to the system like there's a system where you can give bonus experience to people after the end of a level so if you have someone lagging behind you can just pump a bunch of bonus experience to get them up to where you want them to be without just going off and grinding um there's like the shove mechanic which is really useful to like getting people out of the way if you accidentally put them down somewhere like really cool stuff it does um and it's well paced it has really interesting map design um the story i think is a bit convoluted but i i find it hard to just put another fire emblem game on list is what i'm saying so i think conquest is here's the situation is that we currently have two games on the list seven and awakening since episode 50 a lot of fire emblem has both come out but you have also played a lot of fire emblem these four games ignoring sacred stones i don't think that's making it personally um because so much fire emblem has come out and you've played so much more i don't mind if there's three fire emblems on the whole list okay um but like you said you're you're showing a lot of love for conquest and path of radiance yeah um and i think fire emblem seven because we've both played it and both enjoy that game so much it can also have a place on this list so and like I said, I don't really think two Fire Emblems should be or can be in the top 10. Yeah. But if you want to push Conquest right to that top instead of seven, I could potentially back you on that. And then perhaps seven could slip and Path of Radiance could swap with Awakening, perhaps. All right. For now, let's just put Conquest and Path of Radiance just somewhere in that list. Um, and then we can cut Sacred Stones and Shadows of Valentia. Um, okay so i'm gonna put conquest in at 15 okay that's fair um put path of radiance around 30 ish wherever awakening was and we can we'll leave awakening for now but i think that's probably going to be moved off the list right so conquest is in and i'm adding path of radiance yeah just put it uh below link's awakening um so around the same area as, as fire emblem awakening 
Right. Uh, and that will that will do. So we're saying goodbye to Shadows of Valentia, which uh, I think Shadows of Valentia has the best story in the series. Um, it's funny. I think both of the ones I've cut, Sacred Stones and Shadows of Valentia, both have the best narratives uh, in all of Fire Emblem. Uh, and yet those are the ones I'm cutting. It tells you how much I care about story as a part of that series. Right. <laughs> so there you go. Um, gameplay is king. Cool. Uh, sure. I think that was a fair way to tackle Fire Emblem at this stage. Yes. It was, that was a tough block, but we got through it. Um, SteamWorld Dig. Uh, let's do both of these together because we've got SteamWorld Dig and SteamWorld Steam Heist. Dig. I'm feeling... I've not played Heist. I'll let you no. chime in on that, but I'm feeling neither of these are making top 50. No, I respect them. I've always said I like Image Informer's games. They've never been like the top of the, the creme de la creme for me in terms of the indie output, but uh, I think they're well-made. They're really fun. Um, SteamWorld Heist was cool. I think Codename Steam did what SteamWorld Heist did in a more interesting way for me personally. Um, but yeah, they're both good. Just uh, don't have the chops to make it harvest moon discussion so we've got harvest moon yeah. and wonderful life which we have both played and we've got harvest yes. moon friends of mineral town which i have played yes i personally love friends of mineral town considerably more than a wonderful life but i do mm-hmm. love both games yeah it's interesting because my perspective has shifted on this somewhat having played stardew valley um and it gives me a lot more respect for friends of mineral town um okay. than i previously had and as much as I love A Wonderful Life, it's definitely, it Slower. doesn't have as much to do in it. And it's not mm. as deep uh, systems wise as Friends of Mineral Town is. And yes, it's somewhat a nostalgia pick. But I also think that when you ask Harvest Moon fans, what is the best Harvest Moon game ever made? This is one that always gets brought up. Yeah. Um, and in a world right now where Stardew Valley isn't yet on a Nintendo system, though it's going to be, um, I think we should have some representation from this this franchise that sure. has has meant a lot to us over the years and is a very, very good series. I agree. Um, I think A Wonderful Life will leave off for now. Friends of Mineral Town, I think, is going in uh, maybe around 40. Sure. For now. But yeah. as you said, Stardew Valley coming to the Switch very soon. I'm very keen to pick it up. I believe in the future that could potentially replace that game in this list. Yeah, um, 100%. So yeah, we're going to red mark uh, A Wonderful Life. And for now, Friends of Mineral Town will sit in at 40. Yeah, that makes sense. I like A Wonderful Life a lot. It, um, it was the first uh, st- game of that style that I played. Um, it was just relaxing. It was it was cool. We have so. another big dis- big discussion, MBZ, the Pokemon discussion. Oh Jesus, the Pokemon um, block. Pokemon got entirely left out last time, um, and we sort of sat back and thought mm, maybe one of them could, could get in. Um, we've thrown in Pinball and also Pinball Ruby Sapphire into this discussion. Um, I personally love Ruby Sapphire for the Game Boy Advance uh, Pinball a lot. Um, I I think the pokemon games surpass the pinball games personally so i think i would argue that the pinball games are out of the discussion yeah i agree i like them um if this was a list of my dad's top 50 games of all time pokemon (laughs) pinball the original would be probably number one uh but he's not a part of that discussion so we don't have to have that argument uh thankfully but honestly he he played that game more than i did so in terms of pokemon we've got we've got Red, blue, gold, silver, ruby, sapphire, diamond, pearl. Uh, we're okay. not going to talk about X, Y, sun, no, moon. I don't no. think... That, yeah. They just don't quite cut it. So 
I played Red very recently, only last year. Um, mm-hmm. Although obviously I played a lot of that game when I was a kid. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Um, but I know from also playing as a kid that Gold and Silver does everything that Red and Blue does and more. And yes, is a, and better. And, and better. Just generally... And day and night and more Pokemon and an incredible generation of Pokemon. And Ruby Sapphire is great. I still think Gold and Silver is better. Diamond and Pearl, obviously incredibly important to this podcast. Absolutely. Diamond and Pearl, if we're making like a list of most important games of all time for me, that's number one without uh, even me skipping heartbeat. Like I know that, but, um, but if I look at Diamond and Pearl as a game, as just the Pokemon game itself, there's nothing much memorable about it. Honestly. Um, we played a lot of it, like a fuck ton of it. Uh, but if I'm talking about just the online, then yeah, it probably deserves a place. But I don't know that that's something I'm willing to fight for. Honestly, I think the discussion here is gold and silver. I agree. Um, that's the one that I think, actually, as a video game, I would still want to go back and play through that today. And it's coming and out I later this I year would... on 3DS. Yeah, Jesus, September is stacked as hell, I isn't would it? be tempted to pick that up. Yeah, but also there's so many other games. There are so many other games. Um, right, I, th- I think we've agreed we're going to add gold and silver. Yes. I could. See I think it. we put it around the thirties somewhere. Oof, very high, very high. Um, let's I go mean, thirties for now. I yeah, agree. Mid mid thirties, uh, maybe. Put it around WarioWare Twisted. Let's maybe. put it at thirty-five. Okay, for now. That makes sense. Um, that's our Pokemon discussion done. Yes. Another discussion coming up. Oh boy, Metroid discussion. jeez. Oh, um, Let's separate this and go have a 3D discussion after our 2D discussion. Okay. We both played Metroid Zero Mission as our uh, backlog club uh, a while ago on this podcast. I think we both really enjoyed the game. A little bit easy. I love it. But a very, very, very good two-dimensional Metroid game. Absolutely. I'd be up for very high on this list uh, with Metroid Zero Mission. I think... I think this is top 20 material for sure. I prefer this game to... Overall, I think I prefer it to Super Metroid. As yeah, and I think overall, I ultimately prefer it to Fusion. Although I completely respect your views on Fusion, mm-hmm. and that can remain as high as it is, right? Potentially. Um, let me have a look. Fusion is currently sitting at number eight, and Super Metroid is currently sitting at twenty-two. Yeah. See, the the thing that gets me about Super Metroid is if Super Metroid had the controls and fluidity of the gba games i think super metroid would probably be ranked higher than zero mission in my mind yeah because i think it nails all that other stuff so much well for me personally controls matter an incredible deal which is why i actually enjoy playing zero mission more yeah um i agree but yeah i think design wise like in in terms of like the interconnectivity of the world and just the way that you know like just the idea of um bosses being burned into your brain and stuff that you can remember like super metroid does that incredibly well like there's a lot of memorable moments um i think for that reason i think that three two-dimensional metroids can sit in the sit on this list for now maybe yeah Uh, let's Um, let's throw zero mission in there at number 20 whatever something like that i agree um that's metroid zero mission in at 20 okay are we going to talk about Metro Prime 2 Echoes? We are going to talk about Metro Prime 2 Echoes, MVZ. Okay. So um, this is with the caveat that I've played two out of the three Metroid Prime trilogy. It was I 
I'm going to play Metroid Prime 3 this year, but obviously I'm not going to fight for a game that I've never even played. Uh, uh-huh. Even if it's worth this list or not, who knows? Um, sure. So this is between one and two. I've played both. You've played neither, although you've played maybe half an hour of Metroid Prime no, 2. A good hour, two hours. A good hour, two hours. Two. You got to the first mini boss and did uh-huh. not like it. One no, I fucking bit. hate Metroid Prime 2. I played this game earlier last year and absolutely loved it and what i loved about it was that i was loving it for a whole host of slightly different reasons to the first game uh it makes there's tough elements of this game there's only three areas four areas for example there's far more areas in the first game metroid prime i think metroid prime is more of a perfect game that definitely appeals to a wider audience i think metroid prime 2 is a bit like it's a bit like that sort of what we've mentioned already advance wars 2 right um, Fire the darker, like harder sequel essentially right it's the, it's the, we'll take the formula we'll evolve it a bit and make it harder with emphasis on making it harder um i will I don't think this game should be particularly high on this list, but I will really scrap to make sure that it's on the list personally. Um, in a future time when I've played Metroid Prime 3 and when 4 comes out, I can see this one potentially falling off the list, but for now, I personally would like to fight for it near the bottom. You can fight for it. I don't think this should be anywhere near the top 50 games <laughs> list of all time. I fucking despise this game with a passion and think it's a piece of trash. Uh I've I've watched the full playthrough of it, so I know that it is in, it gets incredibly tedious towards the end. Like, I think the the problem with Metro Prime Two for me is like it it forces you to engage with elements that are not only tedious but frustrating. Like the whole taking damage in the dark world thing when you're not inside a bubble is just fucking annoying. Like that's not fun game design to me. It's just it's incredibly. I don't know. It's it's a game that has elements in it that I just don't like in any games I play and turns me off completely. Um, so for now, I'll let you keep it on there, but I don't know that I want it to stay. Um, let's put it at fifty. At fifty, um, so I'm already yeah, it's already at fifty. But it's on the, the teetering fucking edge, man. Like seriously. Right. It's going in at fifty. This might be one where you have to have an automatic save on it, Bali. I don't know. It might I'm be. Not, I'm not going to fight for it. It whatsoever. might be. That's Metro Prime 2 Echoes in at 50. Okay. From one discussion to another. The yes. Zelda discussion. Yes. We played a bunch of Zelda between episode 50 and 100. Um, and some I, Zelda uh, came I guess, out. I guess a bunch. Um, we played a f- like three games, I guess, actually, in between. Because um, we have Link to the Past here, which I think we'd both played by the time we did the list but neither of us felt strongly enough about to put it on the list. Um, and I don't know how you feel now, Bally, but I think Link to the Past is probably strongest than some of the bottom of this list here. You know? like uh, It I, is, but I there think... are games that do 2D... There are two games, in my mind, that do 2D Zelda a hell of a lot better than Link to the Past, and those are both Minish Cap, which we've just mentioned, and um, Link Between Worlds. I, I think I, I'm not as much of a fan of Link's Awakening anymore as I was at the time. No, I think absolutely not. I think you Link's Awakening it. is ridiculously high on this list right now, and I think that needs to fucking go, honestly. Like, yeah, I don't I, understand I'm, how it's there. I had I was the only one who had played it at the time. Right. Uh, since then, we have also played... Um, you have played Oracle of Ages. I've played Oracle of Seasons. Yes, yeah. 
both good games but frustrating games i think we can agree that neither of those games would get into the top 50 no um i really 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 like minish cap sorry but this is sort of evolved into a 2d zelda discussion straight I mean, away you, let's kind of break it down cause... yeah without talking about 3d um yeah i love link between worlds i think it's still my favorite 2d zelda i'm happy with that being high up this list yeah 100%. I'm, I'm not happy about link's awakening being at 30 nope i i think we can actually do another sitting. substitution here which is quite easy which is minish cap for link's I agree. awakening i would um, happily swap minish cap right now for link's awakening at yeah. number 30 um sure with a view to minish cap potentially going higher shall Absolutely. we agree on that just now yeah um let's let's i guess don't delete link's awakening just yet we'll get to deleting the the games that we want to replace uh when we get to that stage but yeah pop it in there above link's awakening um that works for me sure okay um so we i guess we're cutting link to the past then is what you're trying to say i would vote for cutting link to the past personally i think it has a chance mm. of scraping it at the bottom but i think there's just better games that we can put on this list and there are better 2d zeldas higher up this list i feel like fair enough yeah like i was mentioning um, earlier it's a formula that's repeating too much sure sure i respect the hell out of link to the past uh it's not the kind of zelda game i like personally uh it's it's focus on combat was something that didn't turn me off but i just didn't think his dungeons were particularly good in the way that i like zelda dungeons to be but you know each to their own that's most people's favorite game of all time so it not being on this list is probably sacrilege uh so <laughs> i know it just got an nvc they just did a pax panel um yeah nvc put link to the past as their number one nintendo game of all time and yep it's a good game but you know yeah it is nostalgia nostalgia is a bitch you know it's not it is. And look and look we're not arguing that nostalgia doesn't have an effect because look at the it top does. 10 of our list uh honestly but right. there you go um a couple of Zelda games that aren't strictly 3D that we should mention that I don't personally think are worthy of this list are Phantom no. Hourglass and Triforce Heroes, which came out since yeah, episode 50. Yeah, I, I really like Phantom Hourglass. It was actually the second Zelda game I ever played, owned wow. personally. Um, Did not because, know that. Because I played Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess was my first Zelda, right? Like, of me owning and playing the game. Um, and I remember sitting with you and Ali T at your coach house and both of you playing phantom hourglass and like me looking over your shoulder at you playing it and being like "Hmm, this looks really fun and like cool so that's when i went out and got it and uh i respect that game a lot it has a bunch of problems um and so does spirit tracks honestly i think it's really hard between phantom hourglass and spirit tracks to decide for me which is better because Ooh, on the I one hand spirit tracks quite a bit yeah, the the one hand, Spirit Tracks has an awful fucking overworld, which yeah. Phantom Hourglass has a much better one. Um, but Spirit Tracks has the superior dungeon design. Right, it doesn't have Bosses. the repeated uh, the repeated tower that you go back to. You do go back to a tower, but, but you don't have to redo the better, areas yeah. you've already done. Uh, so it makes it smoother. Um, so yeah, both of them are troubled, but I enjoy them both. I just don't think they belong on a list like this. Yeah. Um, i agree um i will and then we have trifles heroes which i argued vehemently shouldn't be in our top five for <laughs> the year it came out because of the, the awful online implementation yeah uh, that was fucked up i had a so, really good time in that game i think you had a good trifles time heroes too, is great it's fun just... i'm not going to deny it's gr- not great fun but yeah look it's just you know. a few faults yeah. um then there's a little game called zelda breath of the wild that's just popped up so 
Yeah, let's I guess that, that should be somewhere on the list. Right now. Uh, let's just lock it. Again, Earthbound and Breath of the Wild are both locked to the top 10. We'll, we'll figure out their placement. Yeah, um, we'll stick it so. in uh, just on number five for now. Yes. Okay. We're getting there, Bally. We're getting there. <laughs> Freedom getting Planet. There. Yeah, Freedom Planet is cool. Good Sonic game. Um, I, I, I think that actually I in this discussion, Bally, because we haven't got Sonic Mania near this, I want to bring Sonic Mania in now. Let's and, bring it in now. Let me um, move that up. Okay, you're doing it. And let, yeah, and let's bring in uh, Sonic Advance and Sonic Rush as sure. well at the same time. Sure. Let's just have this discussion right now. Sure. Uh, because you haven't played Sonic Mania, but you did play Freedom Planet. I've played Freedom um, Planet and Advance. I've not played Rush or Mania. Um, yes. How do you feel about Freedom Planet? I really like it. I wouldn't put it on this list personally. Yeah. Um, I think the Freedom Planet from a playability standpoint is way better than any of these the Sonic games. Uh, and I mean that from the sense of it has uh, adjustable difficulty that you can change whenever you want. Um, you're able to uh, go through and basically customize how you play in a way that is much smoother than the sonic games and so i feel like the frustrations that people have with dying on bosses and lives and all that stuff is mitigated if you want it to be um that said i do think freedom planet has problems i think the levels are way too long um but i think it has a really engaging story weirdly enough like it's a great like super good voice acting good Um, world building yeah absolutely like sonic doesn't do that stuff at all so that said i think sonic mania is a much stronger game i think sonic mania is probably the best 2d sonic i've ever played um i think a lot of people have that opinion but that game is super fun and surprising uh and as much as i love advance and rush and you know they're great at the time they're still really really good i just think sonic mania has that elevation factor to it so i think if we're talking about all these games together Sonic Mania is the one I would push for to put in the top 50 for sure. Um, I really like it a lot. Um, and it doesn't have to be high, but I think sure. to represent a really solid series that has had a history on Nintendo platforms, Sonic Mania uh, deserves to be there. How do you feel about, for now, 45? Sure, that sounds good to me. Let's just um, throw it there. Like I said, I've not played this game. I would have played it if I hadn't played Freedom Planet so soon, I think. I, part of me was just really reluctant to just, you know, jump straight in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do think I'll play Sonic Mania at some point. Um, and yeah, that's all the other Sonic games turning red. Yeah. Uh, okay. Super Meat Boy. Oh boy, Ballet, you're going to have to fight me for fucking hell on this one. Uh, Super Meat Boy has been on a nintendo system now so it's allowed which means that i can go crazy neither of us have Um, played it on a nintendo system no that doesn't necessarily matter uh, i've not played this game mvz you're a big advocate for it and it uh, it is of course coming to nintendo switch shortly we don't have an exact release date yet absolutely um i think this is top 20 for sure so i think we should throw it around where zero mission is for now uh, and we can discuss later but this is a top 20 game for me um and it's it's very very important uh and it basically invented a genre that is basically my favorite style of platformer so i'd say it's pretty important uh so yes okay i've not got much to say on it i'm i i appreciate how much 
people who love platformers respect this game and i appreciate how much you respect this game mbz yeah. and top 20 for now seems like a fair enough position i will hopefully play this game when it comes out on switch uh, once we get yes. that release date and i will talk about it on the show it's another game of a similar ilk that uh, has now appeared on the nintendo system but uh you have played elsewhere is of course severed yes uh, from Drinkbox, Drinkbox, whose uh, game Guacamelee is in our top 10. It's currently uh, sitting Guacamelee at number 8. Yeah, uh, that game's really fucking good. Severed's awesome. It's really good. Um, man, this list is getting really difficult to like place where anything should be, but I think... It's severed above all this bunch that are already getting cut. I, I know yeah. you like that game. I don't know if it's above that lot, to be honest. I... I think it is um, really, but but you haven't played it, so it's hard for me to make the argument. Yeah, I think I'm not... Severed, Severed yeah. is a game that sold me on concepts that I don't think I even gave a shit about. Like it's a first-person dungeon crawler. I've never played one of those style games. I've never had an interest in them, but it made it accessible and interesting to me. Um, it basically uses touchscreen combat, which I've always laughed out laughed at on iOS devices and thinks it's garbage but it's really clever and implemented in a way that isn't just swiping and slashing mindlessly. Like, there's a lot of strategy to it. It's super thoughtful and well done. It's just so, so good. Um, Ah, man, I really want it to be on this list, but it's so hard to to try and push it in there. Um, I'll... Look, let's let's put it in at the I feel bottom. like you're going to want to push for other stuff more later and it will get in the way. I might do. I might do. Um, I don't want to cut it just yet. Can we just throw it in there? Like, even if it's just... I don't I don't want to be in a situation where I can't save it, right? Oh, like, yeah. It, I, it, it's, it can be in that... We're up to 65 games currently. Sure. It, uh, it's totally worthy of being in that mix. We can okay, put it can in... You, let's, just, let's just throw it in the mix of, of stuff that's, like, at the bottom of the list right, right exactly. now. Right, exactly. It's outside top 50, save. but it's there. Sure. Sure. I won't make a case, but yeah, it'll it'll go there. And I really want you to play it because I think once you've played it, you may feel like it sh- it it deserves to be yeah yeah in the list. Tokyo um, Mirage Sessions, another game that you've played and I've not. Yeah, I like Tokyo Mirage Sessions. It's twenty hours too long. Uh, the best part about it is the music. Um, yeah, it's it's it tries to be Persona and it doesn't quite make it, and that's unfortunate because Persona is a very high bar. Uh, but you know, I I definitely uh, enjoyed my time. I just don't think it's worthy of a of top placement here. So I'm not going to fight for it. Fair it's enough. good. I like it. Another discussion, MBZ. Uh, all three games that you've played that I haven't. Uh, it's mm-hmm. the Castlevania discussion. I need to play one of these some sometime. Yeah, uh, I think Ari of Sorrow is probably the one that you should go in for. Um, Game Boy Advance. That, yes. That right. said, I don't know that either uh aria or dawn of sorrow make it on this list um despite them being my favorites of the nintendo era of castlevania and by nintendo era i mean like um the post symphony of the night kind of gba ds ones. Symphony of the night being ps1 yes right. if symphony of the night was on a nintendo system you bet your bottom dollar i would be fighting for that to be in the like top games here but you're not I, feeling it for these I, I don't i really just don't feel as passionate about aria or dawn of sorrow what i do feel passionate about is the original castlevania which i think despite its shortcomings is such a fun game to bash your head against right on the like nintendo often, entertainment system yes the original nes game uh which we often talk about you bashing your head against games to try and get through them and castlevania 
I I couldn't beat it without save states. Uh, it was uh, a bridge too far. But man, did I enjoy just learning those levels and getting good at it and figuring stuff out and just memorizing the patterns and like shouting at the tv screen when i fucked up like it there's there's a joy to the frustration there that i don't find often in games that frustrate me um and i think it still holds up as as just a really enjoyable ride um like severed i'm finding it hard to make a case for it to be in the top 50 it's not dead yet but it's hanging in there outside the 50 how about that yeah that that works for me let's 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 throw it in at 51 yeah um um Hour of Sorrow and Dawn of Sorrow turning red. Yeah, they're they're both really good and I think um the GBADS era had ups and downs. I think Circle of the Moon is not a great game. I think um uh, Harmony of Dissonance is too easy but still fun. Uh and these two are probably the peaks of the series. Although I still have two more to play, so we shall see. Uh Dragon moving Quest on, discussion. Yeah, so we have uh, the last top 50 list. The so number, number nine was game. at number 50, and it has already sunk to number 67. Well, yeah, so Dragon Quest Nine clearly not making it, it back. It's, it's quite dead. Um, um, how are you feeling about these other two? So 7 and 8 are the two that came out on 3DS, both of which I beat. And I really like 7. Uh, it's weird. It's one of those games that most people hold as kind of a black sheep of the series. Like, it's way longer than most of the other Dragon Quests um it was very it wasn't well received when it came out but i think the 3ds version does a great job um of of fixing those problems um i like it a lot but i don't i don't think i want to argue for it and i think for dragon quest 8 the thing that hit me is that game was talked about in such hushed tones as like this game is one of the greatest rpgs ever made uh and i get to it and it just didn't impress me honestly i I enjoyed it. I thought it had problems. Um, and yeah, I I don't know. Uh, Dragon Quest is a series that as I've played more of them, I just figure out that they are basically the same game again and again. I think people realize that, but they're still fun to go through. And I enjoy seeing the different nuances and different characters. I don't think either of them for me can make it into this list, but I respect them both greatly. They're very good games. Um, they're both fucking really long rpgs that no one has time to play but i beat them somehow so there you go um kirby rainbow curse so this was obviously the wii u um game and not version i was gonna say version of canvas curse uh, but well I mean, it kind of is arguable, guess, maybe <laughs> canvas curse currently slipped all the way down to 44 that might need a bit of pushing up later yeah we'll but, we'll figure that out um this game is great i love it but i just think canvas cars is a bit longer harder and a better better game all around yeah more well designed just uh, everything apart from aesthetics uh, canvas curse does better i think rainbow curse delivers on the promise of holy shit this art style yeah but my god you, that can't, art style. you can't look at it properly because it's only on the wii U touchpad so that's the compromise there as well um which sucks it could totally muck around the bottom but i don't really think it's worth it just because canvas curse is the superior game and yes. like two games doing very similar things on the same list i'm not a big fan of so yeah I, I agree i say cut it yeah let's cut it uh i like it it's it's not great but yeah uh one two switch one two switch you've played um, this ballad <laughs> I enjoyed it earlier this year. I had a good time. It, For it, what, it three is, hours, I guess? It is a fun time in the party atmosphere. Um, as long as people are willing to make a tit of themselves, uh, 
it's a good game it's nowhere near top 50 on this list it's this is just not the time and place for one two switch i don't think so nope. it's turning red for me yep ghost trick what is ghost trick mbz i can't even remember uh ghost trick is a game by Shutakumi, who is the guy behind the ace attorney series uh it's a ds game with uh kind of rotoscope art style and it's a detective kind of uh i guess kind of point and click adventure um where you're trying to figure out who murdered you like you start off the game and you're a ghost and you basically possess objects and figure out puzzles by doing so and it's an interesting one because when people talked about it they were like holy shit this is his greatest work his magnum opus like the best thing he's ever done and honestly it just kind of disappointed me so (laughs) i like ghost trick i think it's good but i i don't rate it as highly as most people do um which i guess kind of leads us into the the phoenix Wright slash latent discussion here um because currently there's nothing am i right no no uh, phoenix Wright 3 is on the list which is trials and tribulations and since that time i've thought about it and i'm like hmm I think that if you're going to represent the Phoenix Wright series, I think that probably the best thing to do is to put the first game on there because it doesn't require the baggage, right? Like, I don't think I can... You can't put Phoenix Wright Trials and Tribulations on a list unless you assume that the person has played the first two games. And it basically doesn't stand up on its own. It's really good, but you don't get the impact unless you've played those first two games. I can't see so Phoenix I think, Wright just now uh it's it's on their side ah, there we go. it's currently at yeah. 28 down from right. 23 yeah so i think the original phoenix Wright should be on this list instead of uh the third game um and i think i had this discussion with myself then and i, I feel differently about it now the only other wrinkle i throw in here is i think Leighton versus Wright is a good way to kill two birds with one stone because we currently don't have a Leighton game on this list i like that series but I don't like any of the individual games enough to where I think they deserve to be in the top 50. So that's my only hesitation here is whether I put Leighton versus Wright in uh, as well or or just the original Phoenix Wright. So we put in um, Phoenix Wright in instead of Phoenix Wright 3 for now and then we yes. can put Leighton versus Wright outside the 50 but in the fight. Sure, yeah, okay. that makes so sense Phoenix to me. Phoenix Wright is going to get swapped in directly for Phoenix Wright 3, which is currently sitting at... Wait, what number did I say? 28 or something, I think you 28. said. eight, right. Um, yeah, and then Layton 3 for me is a game that I uh, I enjoyed. I think it's probably the best of the three Laytons that I've played, uh, but it doesn't surpass uh, the Phoenix Wright. And it's, it's weird to compare the series like that. I guess people only compare them because they were similar, like, styles that had a trilogy on ds that also had a crossover and so they always get talked about in the same conversation um and they both are kind of revolve around mysteries um but they're very different games from a gameplay perspective um and i honestly prefer the courtroom like puzzle solving as opposed to the obscure abstract puzzle solving of, of the latent series so we'll let go of latent three uh and let's move on to a series that bali cares more about than i do um for once um that is of course star fox star fox i should say uh i've played star fox 64 and star fox zero i think i had played 64 before the end of uh last episode 50 last time yeah. we did this god that was a long time ago um since star fox zero has come out which really divided opinion in and um, amongst the games media uh i well i say divided they were 
pretty broadly negative on it. Uh, basically were, hated it. There so. were a handful of people out there who really liked it, like Guillaume Viette from One Radio Free Nintendo. And I really agree with Guillaume. I really like this game. Uh, MBZ, you've not played it other than a demo at yeah. Hyper Japan in 2015, I think we both Sure, went. probably. Um, time's weird. Who knows when anything yeah, happened. So I think I would like this in the mix outside the 50 um okay i yeah i was gonna say i'm not sure i can agree with it being put into the top 50 yeah but... i mean i doubt it'll get further but it's there for now um, okay and now i'm starting to realize that this sort of <laughs> placing games outside the top 50 has become a thing and we'll we'll need to well, tackle yeah. that yeah we'll tackle it Star Fox 64 you did play and borrow from me and despised i'm not going to even attempt to sure uh, play that and i mean uh-huh. the next time we'll hopefully have both played the original star fox and of course star fox 2 which comes yeah. out this year on the super nintendo classic so that'll be hilarious absolutely <laughs> <I'm sure>. yep <laughs> axiom verge uh, another game that you've played that i've not ever said that neither of us have played on a nintendo system but is obviously yes. now on the wii u it is coming to switch you played it on steam steam yep uh what are we saying out uh I like Axiom Verge a lot. It's it's a very well done Metroid game. Um, I it's not that high up my list if we're talking about modern Metroidvanias from the indie scene. Um, like you have games like even this year Hollow Knight and stuff like Ori, which I've adored for forever. Um, and we even have Guacamelee on on this list. I think it hues too closely to the sci-fi kind of leanings of metroid like it feels like the game that is most directly trying to be a metroid game as opposed to these other ones which are using different settings and different styles and everything but it is very unique like it does stuff that subverts a lot of those tropes and is very very clever about it um i like it a lot and i don't know there's the 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 list we have right now there's definitely a lot of games on here which i think it is better than but it's about figuring that out when i'm the only person who's played it and i i think i like severed more than i like axiom verge and with severed not even getting in there i don't think i can put axiom verge in there so that's fair enough so yeah let's leave it outside i guess for now Rayman Legends. Now we need, we need to admit we think this was a mistake, and that yeah, I think we <laughs> did make a mistake. This game should have been there instead of Origins. Uh, yeah, we should say Rayman Origins is currently sitting at sixty-one. Oof, dropped all the way from forty-four. I, well, yeah, sure. Brutal. Um, um, shall we swap them around and maybe fight for Rayman later? Yeah, that works for me. Right, we're gonna uh, swap we Rayman for Legends for Rayman Origins. And yeah, the interesting thing about Legends is that it has a lot of Origin stuff in it as well. So exactly. it's <laughs> you kind of get pack, so you don't yeah. need both. Uh, Mega Man X. Mega Man X is very good. It's a Super I... Nintendo, right? So I'm going to have the ability to play this very shortly. Yes, this is on the SNES Classic as well. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. It's it's an interesting way for them to bring Mega Man into the 16-bit era, um, and it has the same kind of difficulty level as the the originals did. Uh, but with a lot more kind of flair and, and polish to it because of the you know 16-bit visual style. I don't know. It's I don't think it. I don't think I can push for it honestly because you haven't played it and I like it a lot. But I again, there's a lot of tough competition here. I don't think Mega Man X fits on our list uh, 
hundred percent. So I'll say let's um I'll say let's cut it actually. I'm not even sure that I, I can push for it in, in the top. Darksiders Warmastered Edition. Is this number yeah. one? This is the first game. This is a remastered version they actually put out this year on Wii U. It's a Wii U game that came out in 2017, Bally. Uh, after I the didn't... one after they put out Darksiders 2 on Wii U. Yes, yes. Bizarre. Uh, so, so yes. That's is this thing. anywhere? Is this within shouting of any of this? No, not at all. I, I, I finished it on Steam, this version of it, the Warmaster Edition, uh, and I don't think it rates in even my top 10 for this year. So, no, I, it's fine. It's a good game. Uh, there's definitely cool things about it, but it doesn't do anything for me advance wars 2 um it's always awkward when you're arguing for a game to be really high up the list up the list that the other person hasn't played yep but i really do believe in this game um obviously you haven't played it i prefer this to the first one i think we're both gonna have a joint discussion on the first game later I can you know see what I think you should do um, with this game, seeing as the way we've talked about it so far? I think you should put it right next to Fire Emblem Fates Conquest. Uh, I think that's fair list. enough, yeah. Um, what number is that can, currently at? It's around 16 right now as Conquest, so okay, put it there and we there. can discuss further when we get to it. Um, Perfect. We will discuss that later. It's on the list. Okay, okay. next game, Mario Kart 8. Uh, I had a... I had a <laughs> An awakening within my my soul and music. Okay, okay. I fought very hard. I I had I got. There were three Mario Kart games in the mix last time. Seven. Yes. Um, eight, and Double Dash last time. I spent all my credits fighting for Double Dash. Yes. Um, it has obviously already sunk way out of the top fifty. You can save it if you want. I, but I don't, don't want to fight for it. Double Dash anymore because I've no. come to the realization that, um. Eight is easily my favorite Mario Kart above it. I think Double Dash is becoming more nostalgia for me. And it is, yeah, hundred percent is. I never knew why you fought for it so hard. Because yeah, and for me, I Double think... Dash was always a good game, but I never thought it ever controlled that well. It never, like, I think the cool thing about Double Dash was some of those courses are some of the best courses they've done. Um, I really like a lot of the ones they introduced there, but aside from that, it doesn't like rate for me personally. And that's fair enough, and I'm not fighting for it anymore. I've come to re- the realization, but eight needs to be on this list for me. I really do rate it as the the ultimate Mario Kart game at this point in time. Obviously, the, the deluxe version on Switch is probably way better than the one we've, we're both used to. And yeah, we've debated long and hard about where the series is going next on the podcast. Uh, but for now... Eight's the best game, in my opinion. I know you've got a real soft spot for seven, but I really think either eight's the only game on this list or seven and eight are on this list because I really don't think that eight should be below seven, personally. I don't think we can have both of them on this list. That doesn't make sense to me. And I agree. What I want to figure out is when did we do this list? Was it before the DLC had come out for Mario Kart 8? Potentially. I can't actually remember. Uh... We should reference because, the date at which we did do episode 50. Yeah, I, do, I don't know if that had come about. But I think I very much softened on Mario Kart 8 and my disdain for it. I still think that it has horrible item balance that is just straight up agree. fucking garbage. Yeah. And it's the worst in the series. And I have no idea how they fucked it up that bad. Um, I think I've gotten used to the controls. That's a thing that over time, I don't think they're as bad. Uh, they're fine. They do a great job that's solid 
I think the thing that elevates it is honestly the DLC, which was just world class. Like it was, it's probably the best DLC that's ever been released for a game outside of, for me, the expansions for Witcher Three. Like that's the only thing that comes close in my mind. Um, mm. It's it just added so much, and it basically made it so that the series felt like it could go in a big bold direction next time which obviously it can't right now because of the situation with yeah, the switch um we're but both agreeing am, it's in i am willing to replace mario kart 7 on this list with mario kart 8 for you and that's a big thing i'm giving to you got to recognize this about <laughs> i'm giving way on this the big one because i think mario kart 7 from a control standpoint is close to perfect uh, well seven is currently sitting at number 50 so it's going to drop quickly into the red zone but um, it will so we can put mario kart 8 at number 50 for now if you let's would like. put eight at 50 for now um i would argue higher but we can get to that when we're sure. probably going to do some saves <laughs> coming yes. up yes. shortly but for now mario kart 8 is at number 50 not onto not another bali series uh with the donkey kong country games yeah um this is another tricky one for me. Uh, well, you've played Returns. I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, yes, I have. Um, um, but I also think, Bali, that we're going to have to have a discussion about bumping Tropical Freeze up the list. And uh, indeed, indeed, and I really appreciate that. And it's great that you've played a lot of the games near the top of the list that I was evangelical about last time. Um, yeah. That you now have a much more real view of, which is sure. be good later. Other than that, you've not played the original Donkey Kong Country. It's a great nope. game. It's no way. I don't think it's anywhere near like, as this is a, a combined list, it might be on my personal 50. It's not going to be on our combined 50. Uh, I think yeah. that we've already discussed numerous times why Tropical Freeze is so much better than Returns. So I'm happy to turn both of these red. They're not worth the fight. Sure. Uh, Oli Oli. I love Ollie Ollie. I had so much fun with Ollie Ollie. Um, it's not a game that I think is going to get in here, but I, I just want to give it a shout out and say... VVVV is currently sitting at 57. Bali, I will fucking fight you. I will fucking murder you. You have not played that game. That is one of the best games ever made. That game has th- one of the best soundtracks in all of games. No, I, and and I, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not even kidding you. I'm just saying I am a not game kidding that you. you absolutely love is sitting that low. And I just think Oli Oli's not... It's not not within touching okay. distance okay all right I, I i didn't know what you were saying there i just didn't want you, you to attack you took my it as, baby, a, as right? an attack on vvvv and i Look. apologize it, it was right. quite the opposite but, all right all right but um, um ollie ollie final thoughts i love it i think it's i need to play the sequel i've got the sequel on steam oh. uh, i'll get to it uh it's awesome it's just it makes it makes your brain do weird things because when you grind on a rail you have to like push the analog stick down which feels so weird to start with but once you get in the groove man it feels so good just flowing from jump to jump awesome rhythm paradise mega mix um a game that i've played that you haven't mbz that came yes. out uh this was in a quite a dead year it was the the last year of the wii u which of course was last year 2016 yeah um i really really love this game um it's it's really hard to fight for it in this list though um i i can't see 
So, so something I want to bring up, Bally, is there, sure. there are a few games in this list currently that I think are going to either move down or get cut entirely. Because there, there's some stuff in here like WarioWare Twisted, which, granted, I love the WarioWare series, but looking at it now, I don't know that I'm that passionate about WarioWare Twisted, you know? Like, it's an awesome sure. game, but when we're talking about games that right now we feel more passionate about like super why is super mario sunshine on this fucking list i've been watching giant bomb play through super mario sunshine <laughs> i listened to rfn talk about super mario sunshine i am now of the firm opinion that that game is the worst 3d mario uh having contradicted myself saying 3d world was three sunshine is fucking trash and it is nowhere close to the caliber of the rest of the stuff on this list and it needs to fucking go why the fuck is it on this list it, like honestly that, we why the fuck the, is sunshine remove, on this list we also mentioned Link's awakening we think is going to come off the list uh we yeah, will absolutely will take so what I, so what i'll say to you bali is you can put it in like the maybe it'll get in there and we can think about moving it up right and it can we're maybe gonna be saved i think it's fair to say we're gonna have our taking games out of the list before we do our saves yes 100%. so like stuff like Link's awakening super mario sunshine we'll have a t- chat yeah. about a couple other games um, sure but even after all that, I I don't think Rhythm Paradise Mega Mix is going to get anywhere near fifty. So I'm happy to okay. cut it. Uh, it's- are you are you sure? Because we d- I, I I don't want to get into a thing where we like we have to represent X franchise because we yeah, haven't represented no. X franchise. But also like you were you really liked this game a lot, and I think that it's worth talking about because it is it is in a similar vein to the WarriorWare series. Right. I don't know how you feel about whether you prefer exactly, this to WarriorWare but- or. But you know. this is this is a dual list, and I think that there will be time. There will be other Rhythm Paradise games. Uh, you'll potentially play one at some point. We'll have a more I'll, I'll firm... probably even play this one at some point. Exactly. So. We'll have a more firm rooting on where it should be. Uh, and then, yeah, fighting one way for a game like Rhythm Paradise Megamix, mucking around at the bottom, when really, if we both play this game, it could get pretty high up. I think that for now... There's there's just other other fish to fry. It might might I might say that like there's other games I'm really fighting for, and I'm not going to fight for this in the same way. So I it, it's Fair I'm not going to put it on for now. Okay. Nintendo Land. Nintendo Land gave me some of the most fun multiplayer experiences on Wii U. Not that there were that many, but it's it's unique in a lot of ways. It's hard to play it now honestly like it's it just you without the setting it's it's one of those games that you need to have the right people and the right time uh and it just doesn't work otherwise like there's cool things in it i love the donkey kong game where you roll the thing around the place but it's very shallow like there's a lot of shallow loved that game for so long (laughs) i play i probably dumped like six seven hours because nothing else launched with the wii u exactly the wii u was constantly (laughs) just doing that so yeah i don't know it's yeah it's not there's there's a lot of games getting cut that are a lot better than nintendo land that i think we can both agree with and we're at that stage where we're realizing how long that list of great games is that is getting cut yeah thinking man you have to be really hot shit to get on this list now so yes yes i'll echo that with the next game warrior ink mega micro games we just talked about potentially re- removing twisted if that's not getting on the list this certainly isn't yeah so i can definitely not definitely can turn not. that red as, as much as i love that game uh again yeah. star wars rogue squadron 3 rebel strike a game i love you've not played mz it's not it's not it's not worth fighting for no nope. gonna go red and i think i yep. can echo the same sentiment with assassin's creed 4 
uh-huh. uh, a game you've not played. There are far better open world games on this list, let's just say. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> One in particular, maybe. A new game, MBZ, that you've played. Yeah. The media uh, are talking about a ton at the moment. Mario yeah, plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. This is a tricky one. It's really hard because I haven't actually finished it. Um, but I really love what I've played so far. I think it's super good. Like, it's, it, it feels very different and also very familiar. Like, it takes a lot of the things I like about strategy games, but adds a whole bunch of elements. Like, all the movement stuff is so cool. It's just really... It's great. I I enjoy it a lot. I think that we can put it in consideration. I don't want to cut it because I think it's it's a great example of Nintendo working with a third party to create something that is of Nintendo-like quality. And I think we can also draw a comparison, as I think we did last time on the uh, last episode, to Minish Cap, which is also on this list. Um, and it's so fresh and different and new. And I think that's what strikes me most about it, is it's just surprising. Um, and not just in the strategy way but like there have been cutscenes and characters and even there's just moments in that game that are really funny and surprising and just make me feel good so i i want to put it in consideration it's in there we okay. will have a discussion three games left mbz snipper yes. clips um it's great fun i had a great time with caroline playing that earlier this year you've not played mbz no it's nowhere near the top 50 i don't think it's a great game okay. um it might appear in top five games of the year discussions for sure, sure but it's sure. not it's not quite making top 50 all time um excite truck i love excite truck oh. Jeez, Excite really? Truck is top three Wii games for me, probably. Are, it's a, are you serious? It's, yeah. Pro, well, okay, top maybe not. Three. I, when I <laughs> when I say top three Wii games, I like discount things like the Galaxy and the Zelda. Like I just, I'm I'm not thinking about like the 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 cream of the crop series when I'm talking about top three okay, Wii okay, games. Okay, okay. Um, I'm talking oh, about like, hey, these are like unique games on the Wii that were not done on another system, right? Like, uh. It's, I think it has cachet for me because it's the one racing game at the time that I could beat you at. And the thing I love about it <laughs> is it number you, one, can, <laughs> you, can win, you can win a race by not actually winning a race. Like there were so many times where you beat me in the yep. race part, yep. but I won because I got more points. And, and I'd I was be like, like, fuck yes. And you said, how, why do you drift differently to me? How come you did that? And, you, and you'd still win even though I won. And I was, I know. It, like, I was being penalized for my driving style is what it yeah, felt basically, like. like. I was basically. faster, but that didn't matter because you had this tricky driving style that got you lots of points and yeah bizarre look it's not top 50 of all time i love excite truck i just wanted to say that all right i just want to throw it out there it's an awesome game finally we sports this is the hardest one i think the hardest till last yeah i i played a lot of we sports and i still think it's a really good game I don't know. It's, it could scrape in. There's also the consideration of the Wii U version, which actually has online, um, that neither of us actually played. Well, uh, we downloaded the demo and had a we, good time. Yeah. That's a whole little um, video series, if you remember. Yeah, we fun. did a video series, which is Definitely great. check that out. Uh, let's put it in consideration. I don't think we can push it into the top 50, but let's, let's Fair enough. It we there. are... Um, it's in consideration. Okay. Well we made it yes uh so Step how many one. games do we have on the list then bally at the current moment um 
73. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's workable. Why don't I, it's workable. Before we start going into the top 50 and cutting out a couple that we've already described have really, we've gone sour on and want to remove. Yes. Not sour on, maybe that's harsh, but other games have replaced perhaps, such sure. as Awaken- Link's Awakening with Minish Cap. Let's talk yeah. about the games currently getting cut. So these are games currently sitting outside the top 50. Okay. Of which there are 23. Mm-hmm. Um, Wii Sports, Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, Mario Kart 7, Animal Crossing Wild World, Star Fox Zero, Layton vs. Wright, Severed, Castlevania, VVVVVV, Xenoblade Chronicles X, Super Monkey Ball 2, Metroid Prime 2, Echoes, Pilot Wings Resort, Soul Calibur 2, Rayman Legends, Box Boy, Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker, F Zero Maximum Velocity, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, Mario Kart Double Dash, Bitrip Runner 2, Gum and Clive 1 and 2, and Dragon Quest 9 okay um so i i vote we now go to the list talking from 50 to 1 just making sure that those games there's nothing standing out that we need to cut so straight away can we cut Link's awakening and super mario sunshine yes please i thank i'm thanking you for agreeing with me that we should get the fuck rid of super mario sunshine um I don't know what your reasoning was last time for having it on that list. I remember you were relatively passionate about having it on. I there. like, I do like it, and I will download that game on Virtual Console whenever that comes out. And however, sure, form I want, I want, I do want to play it, but also I think it's one of those things that it's very much tied to nostalgia, and you don't remember how sure. bullshit Super Mario Sunshine I, and I'll, actually is. I'll give is. in to that, and I think that ultimately it will rank in and around something like 3d world 3d land maybe below yeah. that in my overall estimations of 3d mario like it, totally it's totally not going to get anywhere near galaxy one and two so no like and that's kind of the echelons we're talking about for this list so i'm going to take out super mario sunshine now which has brought into the list Wii sports and mario plus rabbits kingdom battle that's not even that's just by consequence that's by consequence let's imagine the list is currently 48 then yeah sure it's currently 48 to save it's still below 48 is there anything else should we scrub through this list and see if there's anything that we think doesn't belong or should get knocked down a bunch um right within the top 50 or within the within the top 50 i think okay yeah uh i i want to have a conversation with you about wave race blue storm because this game is sitting pretty high on this list, uh, and it's a game that only you have played. Um, it's a genre that I really don't like at all, and it's also a game that you've not played in what ten years. The last time it's you picked up this time. game, it has been so a long time. so similar to Super Mario Sunshine. I feel at the time when you put this on the list, you had those nostalgia tinted goggles on, and you were looking through it through that lens i'll give way this game on... thinking about this game now is this worthy of being up this high on this list see i feel it's worthy of the list it's sure. not worthy of that position sure um, which means that for now we leave it and it gets budged down later okay so we're not going to remove it we'll we'll yes. consider i will fight down. harder for the position of a game like f-zero gx sure and i i can i can appreciate that sure. even though again you've probably not played that game in 10 years either so you know i've got a really I controversial one um just because there are games that do what this game is doing better on this list and nintendo fans are gonna like shout from the rooftops when i'm about to say this it's already sitting near the bottom it'll probably knock off the bottom anyway is Ocarina of Time. Mm. 
Yeah, God, can we have the Zelda conversation in a little bit? Um, <laughs> I'm uh, sure. I, I want to have the Zelda conversation, but I don't know. I'm it's ready. It's not to an have immediate knockoff. Yet. That's fair enough. I've, I've yeah. just noticed something, Bali, which I can't believe we fucking missed. Why? Why have we not just replaced Splatoon with Splatoon Two already? You know, um, like why has that not just happened right now? Well, it's about to happen now. So Splatoon Let's has do just it now. Become, I don't think Splatoon Two was it. on the list, was it? No, it wasn't, and I have no idea how we how missed that. that but Splatoon, so Splatoon, Splatoon has just become Splatoon Two. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Simple swap. Um, let's look. The Ocarina of Time discussion will, will emerge again when we start making our saves. Uh, shall okay. we do the, the three agreed saves first, or shall we do our 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 passion picks that we have to save first? Oh man. Um, Why don't we do the two passion ones and then negotiate the rest? Okay. So sure. Lo- so you're looking at four, forty nine and below. Yep. Your passion pick, so probably okay. go for something that I'm never going to back you on. Yes, yeah, hundred um, percent. And I can guarantee it will be in the list. We still have to agree on the position. But sure. Likely forty nine for fifty. We don't know yet. Hmm. There are a few games sticking out to me here. Um, My immediate gut, looking at these games ready to get cut, is that you're going to be fighting for saving a lot more of these than I am yes 100 percent. and i feel sorry for you in that sense but just be aware i'm only going to support you so much yeah no i get it there's there's also stuff currently on the list that i don't know that i feel as passionate about so we can revisit this um when we get to that um man i do you do you have yours because i think yours is an easier pick do you do you have one that sticks out to you like you have to save that that has to be on the list just because i know you're not going to save it with me it has to be metroid prime 2 echo is currently sitting at number 60 yeah i knew you're gonna do that mm. shall i force that in at 50 for now and then let you pick yeah uh you can throw that onto the list much as i don't want it on there you can have it <laughs> i'll let you have it um so a few that are jumping in my mind right now are severed uh xenoblade chronicles x Castlevania and VVVVVV. All very different games. Um, Can we make a bunch red just now, just to narrow it down a bit? How about that? Yeah, that so, yeah how about that? How about we kill a bunch? I think we can safely kill Dragon Quest Nine, Gum and Clive One and Two. Uh, we can safely kill Mario Kart Double Dash, Prince of Persia Sands of Time, F Zero Maximum Velocity. Uh, all of those can be murdered. The one I think we can't murder in that bottom section is Bitrip Runner 2, because I still really love Bitrip Runner 2. That's a very good game. Um, we can discuss that, maybe. But I will say, yes, those five Sorry, games... Sorry, what am I keeping? I'm keeping Bitrip Runner 2. Yes. I'm killing uh, Prince can, of Persia, F-Zero, You can kill Captain Prince of Persia, Third, you can kill Boy. F-Zero, Maximum Velocity. No, don't go that high. No, no, no. <laughs> Captain Toad and Box Boy, we can leave. <laughs> I'm getting for, trigger for happy. Don't There do we go. That. Um, I think Let's we edit can out. kill. Let's edit out Bit Trip Runner. It's, it's okay. I think we there. can kill Pilot Wings Resort. Yeah, sure. I'll say that because there are games on this list. Actually, I'm thinking about it. We don't actually have a game like Pilot Wings on this list. But no, I no, just no. Don't but think, I, it's totally I not going to make it. Like it's it's it a rates. long way down. I'm not going to fight that hard for it. Yeah. Um, I can push other stuff above Pilot Wings. 
I also think we can just kill Super Monkey Ball 2 because as much as I love Monkey Ball, I never actually beat that game and a lot of the late levels are very bullshit. <laughs> I love Monkey Ball, but also I'm not feeling that passionate about it right it's now. Not, it's so not going to, yeah, it's not top 50. I can kick it off. It was 41. It's not out. There's a couple of yeah. big numbers here. Okay, I can also see us letting go of... Uh, I'm trying to think of ones that only me or you have a stake in i can let go of latent verse right i think right um i really like that game i think it does a great job of representing both series but yeah given what else we have here i i don't think i can go with you and i want to talk to you quickly about star fox zero because you didn't save that as your one save you went for prime two yes and i think if we're doing an agree agreed upon three that we're saving Mm -hmm. i don't think i can go with you with star fox zero so don't rule it out until okay we talk about the other two we're potentially saving okay okay um i think i would like to take as a guaranteed locked in save oh man I think I want to take Xenoblade Chronicles X I think I want to take it Uh, and I think this is similar to you with Metro Prime 2 Um, can we put it in at 49 for now yep let's let's throw it in there and that means I'm going to lose my sweet baby boy VVVVVV but the reason that I feel comfortable doing that is that Super Meat Boy now exists on this list and much as I love VVVVVV, it is a very similar type of game. And previously, Nintendo platforms didn't have that type of game. So I had to represent it somehow yeah, I get that. in one of my favorite right, you know, games. Right, let's make VVVV red. Yeah. There's that still a lot work. of games left. There is, but I think we can make some short work So we're going to save three, potentially... Out of yeah. Wii Sports, Mario Plus Rabbids, Kingdom Battle, Mario Kart 7, Animal Crossing, Wild World, Star Fox Zero, Severed, Castlevania, Soul Calibur 2, Rayman Legends, Box Boy, Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker, and Bitrate Runner 2. We should get rid of Rayman Legends. We already did. Sorry, I'm getting confused here. No, 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 no. Rayman Legends is staying for, for now. Uh, I actually think we should have the discussion about putting Rayman Legends on the list. Jeez, I, no, I was getting completely confused. I thought we'd swapped Origins and Legends and that Origins was down there, but it was actually Legends and that's just because it slid all the way down. Yes, it slid all the way down. That's what I'm saying. Wow. I think we should agree. I think right now the mutual agreements are number one, Bitrate Runner 2, number two, Rayman Legends, and number three animal crossing wild world i could back that but i think that's a really good the 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 other one that i want to put in there is box boy and so i think our our main point of contention is whether we keep bitrate runner 2 or whether we keep rayman legends my argument is runner 3 is about to come out soon and i feel like maybe that game will end up being better than bitrate 2 uh i don't know that but I think it's a possibility. And I don't think Ubisoft are ever going to be given the money to make another one of those amazing Rayman games. I know that's a weird (laughs) argument to make, but I think that those two games are too similar. And Rayman Legends and Bitter Runner 2 both actually are way more similar because of the music levels in Rayman Legends that remind me of Bitter Runner 2. Um, 
So that's why I think we have to decide between those two because I actually do really want to keep Box Boy as well. I know you like that game as well. Remember, once we agree three to put in, we've got to agree three to take out. Yeah, but I think that that's possible. Okay, we'll do the three to put in first because I agree there's three here definitely that need put in. Yes. Okay. Um, Rayman How Legends should be in this. It's a very, yes. very, very good it's yes. one of our both of us agree it's one of our favorite 2d platformers of all time if it's Absolutely. not in the top 50 then what are we we're doing this wrong it's an excellent game yeah rayman legends is a lock i think box boy how do you feel about box boy my little box boy i like box boy but you know my little QB. he's a good boy i like him i'd fight for wild world or runner two above it what is it about Runner 2 that makes you think that that deserves to be in the top 50? I'd fight for it above it, and it's a great game, but I, I'll I'll fight for Wild World above Runner 2 and could let Box Boy slip in. Yeah, I because, think Because like, we've just backed Rayman Legends, which is an incredible yeah. 2D platformer. As, as great as a 2D platformer Runner 2 is, Rayman's better. Yeah, and it's hard to compare them because they are different games with di- different, different like purposes. But I think they're the momentum of them is similar enough to where we can have one and not the other, right? right. And again, I just made my argument about Runner Three potentially coming out and being an even better game, so it could be obsolete by the time you know next so time I, runs around. If I'm not mistaken, I can get behind you and say Box Boy, Rayman Legends, and Wild World. Yes, I think we can agree on I that. I know much. Mario Plus Rabbids isn't making it, but No. You know. And neither is Soul Calibur 2, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Having said that, I went back and played some Soul Calibur. So basically Dan Reichert and Vinnie Caravelle right. and Giant Bomb were doing a Soul Calibur series where they were fighting each other in Soul Calibur. And I was like, oh, I should boot up Soul Calibur 2 and play some Soul Calibur 2. And I'm just really bad at that game, like awful. It's one of those things where fighting games I'm just awful at. And I never kind of realized how bad I was until like we come to this modern era of games where you see other people playing them and you're like, oh shit, I suck. Um, it still doesn't make it not enjoyable for me because I still have a great time playing Soul Calibur 2. But I don't think I am good enough for me to enjoy that game to its fullest today. Uh, and I think a lot of it is nostalgia. I love Soul Calibur 2. I think it's absolutely one of the best fighting games out there. But if you put me down and you ask me would I play Smash Brothers or Soul Calibur, I'll choose Smash Brothers every time. And with us not having too much of a passion for fighting games generally, I I love it. And I think it represents our childhood very well. But I'm not sure Soul Calibur 2 necessarily belongs on this list. So I'm okay to let it go. Um, Just while you've been talking, I've been shuffling okay um maricart 7 i think i'm at peace with letting it go uh i agree with you at this point that 8 has kind of surpassed it and even though we don't own it i guess we can just say maricart 8 deluxe because it is definitively the best version um that makes sense to me right now there's an irony here of us putting in this game that neither of us were willing to part with our money to buy but you know we bought all the DLC yeah. plus the original, so... You um, know. I'm just taking out Castlevania. Mm, yeah, God, that hurts. It's painful. Fuck, it's painful. Fuck, this this process hurts, has man. been... It's, it's going oh to get more painful, MBZ. That's the thing. We're, we're just... Jesus. God, Castlevania hurts. Uh, Can we uh, raise it from the dead, maybe, at some point? Sorry? <laughs> I don't know. Raise it from the dead? Uh, 
Severed has been sh- severed. Severed has been severed. God, that sucks. That game's fucking so good. Star Fox Zero. When, when you play Severed, you're going to regret your decision. I'm telling you well, right now. that's the great thing about this list is it'll come it around is. again. It is. In episode 150. Uh-huh. And I can make a Maybe decision. we should figure out something else to do for 150 because this might get old. But we'll see. We'll see. So um, we've got Animal Crossing, Wild World, Rayman Legends, and Box Boy currently sitting at 51, 52, and 53, sitting outside the top 50 that we agree okay. should be in the top 50 broadly. Yeah. We're going to have to root out three games or we have to back down on one of those or two or even all three of those three games. We need to... Decide. I want to have the Wave Race Blue Storm conversation because Wave Race Blue Storm is a game that we don't both agree on and we have agreed that you have nostalgia tinted I'll take it out that. if you take out Ocarina of Time. Hmm. That also gets that's, two games out of the list entirely and we're almost there. That's a, that's a fair trade. Because you back Ocarina trade. of Time a lot more than me and... Yeah, and now you've played it. I have played it. I do like it an awful lot. But yeah, 3D Zelda's. And I, I'm also looking at. I'm also there. looking at Twilight Princess, and I'm wondering. I'm wondering whether Twilight Princess actually belongs on this list. I'm thinking. Oh, big bold moves. Yes, it does belong on this list because I love that game. But also, there are. That I think Skyward Sword's a better game than Twilight Princess, and I think Skyward Sword represents. I'm. That a, I would type, be very uncomfortable with Ocarina and Twilight Princess getting cut on this list with Skyward Sword sitting in there. Why? Because both of those are better games than Skyward Sword. You are so 100% wrong. I am not Every wrong. sense of the word. So 100% wrong. I am also in agreement okay. with the vast what, majority what, of Zelda fans. What about Ocarina and Twilight Princess is better than Skyward Sword? A world to explore and okay. Let me break that down villages for you. To explore. Let me break that down for you. Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess have nothing in their overworld. It's just barren land. Ocarina of Time barely has. Are you no trying to defend point. Skyward Sword's overworld? It doesn't even. Have I'm not. An I'm not trying to defend Skyward Sword's overworld. Uh, I am just saying that those are not things that make Ocarina and Twilight Princess great games. The things that make Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess great games are their dungeons. And Skyward Sword definitively has the best 3D dungeons in the series. Zelda's about both of more than games. just dungeons. Otherwise, Wind Waker wouldn't be so high on this list. Like, it, it, it has to be about world building, towns, NPCs, everything together. And when you include all those factors together, Ocarina and Twilight Princess, I, I'm not going to even try and defend Ocarina. I, I prefer Twilight Princess to Ocarina. I don't think Ocarina has very memorable NPCs outside of Sheik. I'll and, not defend it. I'm, and the sages but I will defend somewhat, Twilight Princess. The sages for sure. Twilight Princess, Twilight I think, Princess is the weak Skyward one, Sword. though. I, I think Twilight Princess, in terms of that other stuff, is weaker. My issue is that Ocarina and Twilight are too similar on this list, and we can't have both. I think we're in agreement Ocarina's gone. That's fair enough. We're fighting between Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess remaining on this list. Yeah, I guess so. I <sighs> Ocarina of Time is a very, very good game. It's also outdated in terms of the it kind of structure. It is outdated by both Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword. I don't know, because a lot of people, would argue, of lot of people would argue that there's way too much fluff in both Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess. 
right? Like Ocarina of Time is kind of a straight shot when so. you think about it. I think so. It has a lot more fluff than Twilight Princess. Are you fucking kidding me? Twilight Princess has the three goddamn tear retrieval things. It also has like uh, going through um, a bunch of extra areas that are tan- uh, tangential to like getting to the dungeons that are a pain in the ass. Like the fucking snowboarding segment. Like fuck that thing. I love Twilight Princess, but fuck that snowboarding segment and fuck like all the different like going around and i don't know princess feels like you're actually in a world or a scarred sword feels like you're going through levels yes that's true but they're very good levels they are very good levels and i know that you're you're a mechanics driven above most other things gamer and it's understandable that mechanically skyward sword is actually a really interesting take on zelda both with the motion controls and the way those dungeons are designed i completely agree that they are some of the strongest dungeons in Zelda. Um, but I I don't view Zelda on purely mechanics of its dungeons. And I just see Twilight yeah, Princess uh, as a more... It's an overall package. It's just an improvement of Ocarina of Time, which was so popular for so numerous famous reasons. And it did Ocarina of Time better and darker and i do enjoy the twilight princess plot i think that it also has some very strong dungeons although i will agree with you that skyward sword perhaps has better dungeons than twilight princess twilight princess has dungeons that feel more earthy based in a world with a village and towns and things around them even though i don't think their towns are as strong as wind waker and we're ultimately debating we're debating zelda's down the list here when we obviously know that wind waker and breath of the wild are much higher up yeah sure i i think we're almost at a standoff I, i i'm uncomfortable with skyward sword on the list but Equally, I'm not prepared to see Twilight Princess taken off the list and Skyward Sword remain. I think we're in agreement that Ocarina isn't quite cutting the mustard. Um, yeah. But I can't... And I, I also think for both of us personally, Ocarina means the least to both of it us. It does mean the least. It's not like it was our first 3D Zelda. It's not no. like... We had played a lot of Zeldas before we reached Ocarina and we did the 3D remake and... Well, at least I did. And ultimately, this is a list about us this is list so, about us. exactly and the the zelda games that matter the most to us are at the top of this list and that's what's important um skyward sword yeah. and twilight princess are neither of our favorite well they are our favorite games of all time but they're not as close mm. to our hearts as the others other zeldas on this list okay let's kill ocarina of time right so it's gonna get killed and basically everything's going to budge up one. Yeah. I'm I'm comfortable with uh, Wild World being at number 50 at the moment, uh, being cool. the, the one that's on the list. Um, well, now we're trying to get in Box Boy and Rayman Legends. Yeah, and I'm... Again, that Wave Race Blue Storm discussion, can we go back to that? Because um, that's something I'll, that I'll I think stick we need to, my to word. I'll stick to my word and say, if you get rid of Ocarina, I'll get rid of Blue Wave Race. Okay, so and let's so get rid of, rid of it of then. Ocarina, so Wave Race is out. They're all going to budge yes. up one more. Yep, so Let let's me just put... add Wave Race to the, the pile of the dead at the bottom. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, that deserves to go there. And now we're trying to agree on one more game to get should should box boy Boy get on this list is my question to you and i'm looking at this list there's a game that i think you have soured on 
Yes. Not because the game is bad, but, but because you just played a worse version of it afterwards, and now you're like, well, 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 the series, I don't like it anymore. Oh, um, right, okay, yes. Um, I, no, no, and I... I thought you were going to talk about Luigi's Mansion 2, but you were referring to Trying To, and... I'm referring to Trying To, yeah. Right. I, trying To is on the list. It's going to be on the list. It just might be a bit lower than last time. I don't think it's... Sure. I don't think it's up for debate to be off the list, and we can have that okay. debate later. I thought you were referring to yeah. Lu- Luigi's Mansion 2, because Caroline played a lot of that game recently, and she was really right. coming up against uh, the lives issue. Well, not it's not even a lives issue. It's just the fact you yeah. die and you go all the way back to the start of the level. That is like sure. a huge problem. And the game's not overly challenging. So, well, at least for us, perhaps. And then when we played to the latter levels, when we were dying more, it was very frustrating. She just met that barrier quite early on, even in yeah. the first mansion. And I just thought, that's really bad. So it I'm is, not... Yeah. I would be I, I really for... like Luigi's Mansion 2 though. I just think it's such a unique game. Like amongst Nintendo's catalog, there's nothing quite like it out there. It's really it's really special. Like and I think the 3D lends it a lot. It just has a great sense of character about it. It's it does so many things that I love. It just has a lot of faults that drag it down somewhat. The 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 proposal I was going to make is that neither of us feel that passionately about WarioWare Twisted, whereas I think both of us really love Box Boy. Like, Oof. find Oof. Box Boy a fantastic game that should be represented. And I know that would mean there would be no WarioWare on the list. But honestly, I've hardly played WarioWare Twisted. I played it for a few hours, and I think it's great. It's got some really good stuff in there. Um amazing like extras like the toy stuff on the side is really cool but i don't feel passionately about it you know and that's mm. where i'm coming down is like i just don't i don't have the drive to to argue behind Dora twisted especially where it is on the list right now it's going to come down from there so yes we also don't have any game on the list that's like warrior where yeah equally we don't have a game on the list that's like box boy really no we don't, we don't have any puzzlers well, trying yeah. to try and it's a different it's kind quite of thing. distinct from box boy though you're right yeah <laughs> mm. this is tough uh, i honestly. do prefer warrior wear twisted over box boy personally really how much have you played warrior wear twisted honestly honestly six and how much hours. do you remember of warrior wear twisted quite a bit is it what's difficult what? is that you have to play it on a Game Boy Advance SP, and it's probably the yes. only game on this entire list that you have to play on a Game Boy Advance. Um, as in, like, you can't download it anywhere or anything, so... Maybe it yeah. did come out on Virtual Console. I don't think it ever did, because of the sensing technology. Right. Um, um, I do really like WarioWare Twisted, but... But do you... Or is that just your nostalgia speaking? That's what I really want to no, try I, and get I at do, here, I is do. I truly want to gnaw away at this because I don't think WarioWare Twisted stands out to me. Like, I just don't remember anything about it. Like, it's not memorable. And granted, WarioWare games kind of blend together at some point because they all use the similar kind of they art do, style and, and system of games. Like, I like um, a lot of the WarioWare games. I like Touched. I like the original micro mini games. I like the remake on GameCube a lot. I like Twisted. I like all four of those games, like, a ton. And when we were originally making this list, it, out of those four, it was Twisted that you really liked the most out of those four. And sort of that's why that this game is on the list in particular 
I, I think the reason I even said Twisted is because everyone says it's the best, right? I'm not sure I was actually using my own... Because if I was to go personal preference, and it would be nostalgia-based, I would put WarioWare Touched on the list, because that was my first one. That's the one I had a ton of fun with. Mm. Um, that's what I would go with. But I think I just said Twisted because that's the general consensus, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to go with the general consensus here on what is the best WarioWare. Well, I think we're eating our way around Twisted to the point where it's box boys defeating it to be fair because i think i yeah. could argue i could argue more for other warrior wares potentially above twisted at this stage yeah. um and i think those other and warrior I, wares would probably get stuck in the reeds with all the other red games we've just created so absolutely i, think, I just think it kind of stands out on that list as a bit weird to me like and, why is it there yeah so yeah i think twisted is cut that's 39 out uh, let me properly cut and paste it all right, well, we have a list of 50, so I guess it's time to start shuffling things about and figuring out some renewed placements. Um, so is there anywhere in this list you would like to start, Bally? Should we just go bottom to top? Sure. So, I uh, mean, let's I'm look pretty, at um, I'm pretty maybe happy 50 to 40 boy. right now. Go ahead. Um, uh, yeah, let's just look at 50 to 40 right now. Sure. Um, so Box Boy is at number 50 sure i'm happy I think with that's, that that's fine um, i think rayman legends should be considerably further up the list okay um, um now when we're talking I, about how high i'd go as high as 30 all right um i think that warrior shake dimension i like more than rayman legends Fair enough. So, so I don't know that I would put it above that, and that's currently at thirty-one. Why don't we go Rayman feeling... Legends at thirty with the intention that Warrior Land potentially goes higher than that okay. because I've played it now, so it might even go higher. Mm, okay, sure, that can. Let's do that for now. I do like Rayman Legends a lot. I don't know uh, if it should be that high, but sure. And it'll it'll keep bumping down as other stuff gets higher. Remember? Yeah, so. that's that's that makes sense. Okay, so I'll put Rayman Legends. I'm pretty up. happy with Animal um, Crossing at 49. Yeah, I think Animal Crossing 49 makes sense. Um, Metro Prime 2 stays there. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not moving. So, um, Sonic Mania is interesting. I don't know that it. I don't know how high I really want that to go or whether it needs to go that high, but I think maybe Luigi's Mansion 2 is one that we can drop a little bit. Right. Uh, I want to keep it in the list, but I do want to yeah. maybe drop it down. I think drop it down to 49. Really? That low? For me personally, I mean, would okay. you want 47, 46? I, I think it should be below codename steam or above codename steam is where i'm coming down on it right now i'll I'll say below just because i do have a sour taste in my mouth about luigi at the moment okay uh sure let's put him below codename steam luigi's mansion 2 um i think both of those games have problems uh but i like both of them i think they both deserve to be kind of around this place in the list I would personally like Codename Steam higher, but it's hard for me to push that uh, without you having played it. So sure. So we'll leave it there. Um, I think Harvest Moon. We're feeling it at forty-two. I think that's quite good for it. 
That's quite good. I think Canvas Curse is maybe a little high. Maybe I think maybe I think Twilight Princess Canvas is high. Curse. Yeah, sure. Both Twilight Princess and Canvas Curse. I think we can maybe drop down a couple spots. Should um, we do Canvas Curse? I'm more keen to drop Twilight Princess than Canvas Curse. So, like, I I think Canvas Curse should still be above Twilight Princess. Okay, maybe we should put Twilight Princess below Codename Steam. Yes, I'd be happy with that, and that helps me bump Luigi more. Okay, that's fair. So let's do that Twilight Princess at 45, and then we're going to bring Canvas Curse down to... I think Canvas Curse can go above above Twilight Princess. Above Codename Steam, maybe. I mean, we have both played it. Yeah. Fair. Let's do that. Right. Let's go kirby canvas curse that, that though does leave sonic mania above canvas curse which i feel a little weird about well we but, can bring sonic mania below canvas curse then uh y- yeah maybe no actually i'll le- i'll leave it as that is because honestly like having played sonic mania canvas curse is a really good game but sonic mania is really surprising and joyful in a way that i don't think a lot of the games below it sure. are Sure. So I, I I know it's a new entry and it's a hard one to like wrestle with and I've only just played it. Yeah, yeah. But it is the best Sonic game I've played. I ultimately so... care a lot more about the stuff near the top of this list than the bottom yeah, in any to- case. Totally, totally. We're just trying to make it a bit more accurate at the bottom. Um Yeah. I like Harvest Moon there. So so should we go from fifty to forty? We've got Box Boy, Animal Crossing Wild World. Metro Prime 2, Xenoblade Chronicles X, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. What do you think about Mario Kart 8 Deluxe? I'm happy with it there. Are you wanting it really? higher? No, not necessarily. I'm just surprised that you as the Mario Kart person are content with having Mario Kart that low on the list. Uh, it's... I could go higher with Mario Kart, but there's just other stuff Do you think Mario Kart should be above Luigi's for. Mansion? I'd be up for putting Mario Kart above Luigi's Mansion. Okay. Let's do that. I go up above Twilight Princess as well, actually. So after Codename Steam, we should put Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Yeah. And then Twilight Princess. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's hard to to wrestle with these because th- there are, like, situations higher up this list where I'm like, no, I don't care about this. I don't even want it on here. But obviously that's, you know, that's going to happen with both of us. So, um, <laughs> To an extent. It is. Uh, so Sonic okay. Mania 41, Harvest Moon, Friends of Mineral Town, 40. Yeah. I think that's pretty good for bottom 50 to 40. Sure. Pokemon Gold Silver. At 39. I'd happily I... put it above Skyward Sword, but... Yeah, I, I'll agree with that. I think we can put it above Skyward Sword. Um... Shall we go fire... Uh, sorry, to Pokemon just below Awakening then? Uh, Fire Emblem Awakening, you mean. Also, Sorry, we didn't yeah. even realize uh, Fire Emblem Awakening is still on this list. That's something that we didn't address. Um, wow. So maybe we you, can get something back on it the list. Dropped entirely. Yeah, because honestly, we have Path of Radiance, Awakening, Conquest, and Seven. That's four Fire Emblem games on this list. And I don't think that we can have all of them. And I think Awakening is the one that gets cut, honestly. Okay. Um, it definitely 
because for me what, what you were talking about with birthright and how you liked it more than awakening conquest is basically that but it's just a better game in every respect than birthright so right for me if we're talking about that then awakening has to get cut and we should just eliminate it from this list yeah which means that something else can come back on the list which may have fucked us up a little bit uh but we did forget about that no i've got an idea of what could come back on uh let's let's We've bring got something let's, back let's... on before we go back to where we were okay well what's what was dead and buried in the in the last segment that we both feel um something that i know you for me it's between um i'd vote for star fox zero but i know that that's maybe no. a few below Mario i think Plus it has Rabbids, to be something Kingdom we Battle. both agree on or or something that one of us feels super strong about mario rabbits i mean there's also bitrate runner 2 but i don't know if we want to i think bitrate like, runner is probably the thing we could agree on the most yeah but i also don't feel great about it being on there for whatever reason just because there's a lot of 2d platforms yeah yeah oh man this is really difficult i i would for me personally i think i would like the original castlevania on there if only because we don't have enough nes representation and i think it's a really good game and it's one that i think sits nicely at 50 um okay and i don't know we how can, you feel about that but for me we that's can the one do I that would. i mean I, i'm not i don't feel massively strongly about some of the other games around here it'd be it'd be star fox zero but i appreciate you enjoy this game perhaps more than i like that game yeah. so yeah let's stick castlevania at 50 yeah that works for me and yeah an, an unexpected twist in the yeah i know the, the twist of the knife oh boy. um so yeah harvest moon friends of minor town is now at 39 pokemon gold silver is 38 that's what we were about to move higher yeah than skyward sword right um so i think for now pokemon gold and silver should sit at 36 above skyward sword okay i'm fine with that okay right the only problem I have is Skyward Swords going down the list, and I don't like that, but, you know, there are sacrifices that have to be made. It's tough. It's tough. Fire um, Emblem Path of Radiance at 35. I think that's fine there, honestly. Um, okay. I love that game. I think it's excellent. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to push it down a bit, I, I'm not super worried. Like, I, I like it, but I appreciate that you know you have no you know anything towards that game so i don't know what's um, below it that i'd want above it that we could agree on i'm super mario 3d land for me is the one that i would uh that i like uh, a that whole you would deal put above path of radiance yeah probably um because okay, aside could, from the I galaxy games that. Aside from the Galaxy games, I think that is the best. Okay, 3D. let's put uh, 3D Land at 35. Okay, that's fine. That works. All right. Um, Minish Cap at 34. Yeah, I think that's okay. I think it is okay. I think... I want it higher, but there's. It's honestly really difficult to get that game higher. To be honest, uh, yeah. we've already said it. Like it's the second best two-dimensional top-down Zelda on this list, 
And yeah, I think I can, I'm happy with it at 34. Okay, that's fine. An interesting one coming. Yeah. Uh, 33, Super Mario Maker. That should be way fucking higher. Why is it this low? <laughs> um, we, I think Mario Maker had only just come out when we did this list. Yeah. And so we weren't sure about where we would rank it. Uh, Super Mario Maker is one of the best games ever made. Yeah. It's astonishingly good. I fucking love it. I think it needs to be higher. I feel um, top 15. I'm struggling for top 10. Yes. I honestly, Super Mario Land 2, the six golden coins is a weird one that's sticking out it to me It should right certainly now. be above that. It should certainly be so above that. So shall we go 15 and, for now? Yeah. And also, I don't know how I feel about Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins because I fucking love it. But, but Mario Maker is so much better. Yeah. I don't know let's leave Ma- maryland 2 is a long way away by the time it we is, get yeah. there it'll probably it have slid considerably so let's move super mario maker to 15 and yes. methodically keep going yes that makes sense to me right super mario maker so there's now. our there's our first big mover on the list mover and shaker uh-huh here we go warrior land shake dimension i think this should be a little higher you wanted it want... above Rayman, which is currently at 31, and Warriors yes. at 33. Yes. I th- I could see Shake Dimension just below Tropical Freeze. So could I. That's exactly Let's where I see it, actually. Let's go for that, actually. It's exactly where I see it. Um, it's yeah, jumping over... Yeah, because I agree. Over... I think I'd, I'd pick it over stuff like, you know, Trying to, Mega Man 2, Super Metroid, yes. Phoenix Wright. I think those are all quite talking of those games i think they are quite fitted there i don't really want to move them i don't know i i would like to move trying to down a little maybe i could get behind that um and you know that's not owing to your influence i just think looking at it right now i don't a world where Mega Man 2 is lower than trying to on a list is really weird to me you know a list where <laughs> like super metroid and Mega Man super 2. metroid yeah yeah i i think trying to actually can slot in nicely just above f-zero sure it goes above b- below rayman GX. legends yeah if it goes below rayman legends and just above f-zero that's where i would like to see it yeah 33 i think is good for that game um, um warrior landshade i mentioned like we said number 27 mm-hmm. uh, um it could go higher but for now i think it's good there Tropical Super Freeze. Metroid is Super Metroid's a really hard one to talk about because as we mentioned before everything but the controls is probably top tier. So I did I think it probably I think it works where it is. Yeah. No, I agree and I think So we're going to talk about Fusion and Zero Mission more right. and they might move up and down who knows, but I think for yeah. now Super Metroid is fine at 29. Okay, that's fine. Um Tropical Freeze, currently on 26, was 19. Oof. Yeah, well, it's going up the list. Uh, what Something I do want to bring up, I really don't feel as passionate about Bayonetta 2 as I, as I used to. Oh, wow. Um, That's out of the blue. Okay, right. Well, yeah, I mean, I played through that game, and I absolutely fucking adored it, and it was like the best thing that came out that year. It's It's an astonishing experience, but if I'm honest with you, I've not really thought that much about it since i played it you know it's not something that's actually stick stuck right. in my mind um it's, it's currently just not at 25 with me. yeah and i think i think that can drop um 
all that between Rayman and Trine? I think it. I think it has to go above Rayman for me. Okay. Um, between Phoenix Wright and Rayman, then. Yeah, I think that's probably where it ends up. Is above Rayman Legends, below Phoenix Wright. That feels right to me. Okay. Um, and that gives us some leeway up at the top end as well. Tropical Freeze. Tropical Freeze needs to go up this list. I've, uh, I I want to say I, th- top I thought 10. I thought you were crazy when you were talking to me about this I game. I was I was pushing for top 10 last year but it was bold because I was the only one who had played it. You had played Returns and yes. I kept saying, "MBZ, I've played both of them this one so much better you don't understand." Da, da, da. And you said, "I'll play it eventually." And you have played it and you really enjoyed it. So I personally I'm quite keen that this is top 10 and is probably... Uh, top 10 is hard. I will say for now, I'll guarantee you that it goes next to Super Mario Maker. Oh, it's um, the best 2D platformer on this list. It mm, That we can agree on. And for that, mm, it should be in top 10 in my view. Mm, I think for now we put it above super mario maker okay and we can have a we can have another discussion later but it's i think 14 we'll just, then i'll put it yeah put it at 14 above super mario maker and then we can talk about it a bit more um that's also above link between worlds bally what are you doing <laughs> you just put it above link between worlds it's at not 14. above super mario no no no. i said above super mario right, maker. you just put it above link between worlds link between worlds <laughs> very good that. All right. Um, so yeah, that's got moved up. Uh, next up is Metroid Zero Mission. I think that this needs to be higher than twenty-five. Um, but I also don't know what it should go above. I think it. I think it should probably go above Pikmin Three, but also I think that Galaxy and Super Meat Boy should also be above Pikmin Three. I just don't think Pikmin Three rates that high that's another game you haven't played since episode 50 it is and i think pikmin 3 is i i think pikmin 3 is an excellent game it's not as good as you say it is um fair enough i i think that pikmin 3 fits in nicely next to warrior land shake dimension and i think it should go down there and not be as high so we'll put pikmin 3 between zero mission and shake dimension yeah sure no i can agree with that um because I think you've you've been very passionate about Pikmin three for a long time, yeah, and it's great. I love it. I think it's. I don't want to go back to the old Pikmin games because this one seems like it refines it in such a way. But also, I just don't think it revolutionizes anything. You know, I just don't think it stands in the company of the the other games on this sure. list. Sure, um, I think Galaxy. Well, I think Metroid Zero Mission still feels low. It does, but it's also really hard to... I think, you know, what we should do is we should take Super Mario Land 2 down this list. Yeah, let's do a few down. Um, Mario Land 2, <clears throat> it has to be below Mario Maker. Well, it currently is. It already um, is, yeah. Mario Land 2 should be considerably... It should be below Rayman Legends, in my view. I think it's just... Mm, Rayman, Rayman yeah. Legends is a better 2D platformer. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think we had nostalgia... Uh, bind us to that decision a bit too much um between rayman legends and trying to yes i'll i'll give you that i think that's that's okay that makes sense it's 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 tough right like that's that's a great game that i sorely dearly love but 
on introspection it's like does it really deserve to be that high up when you're competing with what is now a stupidly good list of games right like almost feels like it's not worth anything else high that can come down i'm i know what you're gonna go after which is my my baby (laughs) eventually and i'm gonna have to fight it's got to come down a bit below 12 i I can't 12 i I under guitar hero 3 (sighs) i knew we were gonna have to fight the nostalgia has been shot around a lot with this list. Yes. Wave Race has come off the list entirely. Double Dash got sunk a yonks ago. Not a lot of nostalgia Sunshine has been... Was kicked Sunshine and got kicked in the balls and left in the gutter. The guitar Hero is, 3 I, can't be this high. The thing can't. is, there is there is nothing nostalgic about Guitar Hero 3. I can pick up Guitar Hero 3 today and fucking have a ball just enjoy the shit out of that game i I get that and i'm not saying it should be off the list like that those other games were i'm just saying it needs to be it can be in the top 20 but it's got to be 20 Mm, or like 19 like it can't be as high as 12 it was number 10 before i know i I wrangled my way into number right behind it it said our shovel knight link between worlds donkey kong tropical freeze super mario maker advanced wars 2 fire emblem fates conquest like it can't be above those games (laughs) it just can't it can it can be i'll I'll let you be above splatoon 2 but it can't be above all those others i just mentioned did Super Mario Maker make you want to be a game designer? No, it doesn't have that power. Did Guitar Hero 3 make me want to play the guitar? Yes, it has that power. <laughs> what kind of argument was that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to blast the straws Did make me want to go to war? No, well, it's a, it's a terrible <laughs> game. Though. Did Donkey Kong tro- Country Tropical Freeze want, make me want to swing around vines and be an ape? No, well, it's a terrible game then. Well, that's already what you do, Bally, so, you know, besides <laughs> the point... Um, I honestly think it should be 19. I'm happy to let it be above Splatoon 2 as much as I love Splatoon and Splatoon 2 is just an incredible game. But um, Yeah. Look, yeah, I'm kind of joking around, honestly. I uh, I can see it going further down the list. I just... I There's so many other games that I think should be higher up as well. So this is what makes it tricky. Like, I can't have Chrono Trigger at 20. Like, that game's fucking incredible. It's... So, it's so good. Leave, okay, let's put Guitar Hero 3 below Chrono Trigger for now, and then let's have a Chrono Trigger discussion. Okay. So Guitar Hero is just about to go to 21. Okay. And now we're going to discuss Chrono Trigger. Yeah. I think Chrono Trigger should be in the top 15. That's where it was before. This is getting very, very difficult. That's where it should be. Um, I also think Advance Wars 2 is and Fire Emblem Fates Conquest are both too high um, I think we can treat them as a pair because sure. they both fill yeah. the similar need for both of us and both of us feel very top, strongly I think they should be top 20 but they are too high at 16 and 17 like I think yeah. stick Splatoon 2 and Chrono Trigger above them for now yes yes agreed so right Splatoon 2 is going above Dance Wars 2, and um, I'm going to put Chrono Trigger above Splatoon 2. Yes. I was going to make that argument anyway to you. 
Pardon? Uh, because on I was going to make the argument of Chrono Trigger going above Splatoon 2 anyway. Yeah. Mainly because I think as, as great of a game as Splatoon 2 is, it's still hampered by the really poor online implementation of certain, certain features in that game. Like the fact that you have to have a chart to figure out when and how you can do certain things is absurd. Like in terms of like when does the voice chat work and when it doesn't and how can you group up and when can't you like it's just such a fucking disaster um but we can talk about that more if yeah. that moves but splatoon as a concept and as a game at like splatoon 2 i think 17 is decent that's like a, yeah that that sounds right good position. to me um Chrono trigger i think 16 is a good slot for now yeah mario maker 15 perhaps for now tropical freeze 14 i i'd be up for putting it above link between worlds um let's talk about let's talk about guacamole i've got another game to throw in with guacamole that's gonna just we're gonna have an indie discussion in line with best 2d platformer discussion and okay shovel knight has is currently the top 2D platformer on this list above Tropical Freeze. Sure. Maybe it should be, maybe it shouldn't be. We can have that discussion. But Shovel Knight has improved substantially since this list with added You're right. free downloadable content. There's now currently three um, campaigns within that game with a fourth one coming. Obviously, you yeah. can't count the fourth just yet. But that game, I'd even be in favor of doing a, a very fast switch with Guacamelee like right now. I don't think Guacamelee should be that high. That's my point, yeah. Well, yeah, um, I mean, it would come down to 12 automatically, and I think Guacamelee could think, go below. I don't think you can do a straight swap. I don't think Shovel Knight just slots in at number eight. Okay, I think. let's take Guacamelee down and then yeah. Shovel Knight up. Let's take Guacamelee down to... I think Guacamelee actually goes below Link Between Worlds, honestly. I think it's below Tropical Freeze. I mean, Tropical Freeze, you're going to get that higher anyway. So I'm just saying below Link Between okay, Worlds Okay, let's go... Let's go between. Uh, let's go below link between worlds above tropical freeze for now, and now let's yeah. have a, like a two D platform discussion. Okay, um, I really do like Shovel Knight a lot, and it's a really fantastic game. Uh, tropical freeze feels more surprising to me. And I prefer more... Tropical Freeze over Shovel Knight, as awesome as Shovel Knight is, and that yeah. music is insane. And it's I think I think they great both world. do what they're trying to do exceptionally well. Um, yeah, I I can see an argument for Tropical Freeze being at number eleven for the moment, and then we can move things around. Um, okay, let's put Tropical Freeze at eleven for now. question is is shovel knight better than link between yes, worlds i don't i don't know the shovel knight link between worlds that's such a hard discussion to have and i think actually guacamelee should be i can't live in a world where guacamelee is above chrono trigger it's just weird so the thing with guacamole is i think that at the time when we did this list you had recently just played it and so you were riding very high 
on that game. I still since think Guacamelee, incredibly highly of it. It's just Shovel Knight. Yeah, so do I. So do I. But uh, since Guacamelee came out, there has been Hollow Knight. There has been Axiom Verge. There has been Ori in the Blind Forest. Like the space of Metroidvanias has become not saturated, but there are a lot of really stellar ones out there. And Metroid Fusion's on this list above it anyway. Sure. By virtue of me just being an idiot about Metroid Fusion and loving that game. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, I think Guacamelee should go below Chrono Trigger and above Splatoon. Okay. How do you feel about that? I can do that. that. Okay. Um, Because, yeah, this feels like it, it didn't quite work before um, i think earthbound is a top five game oh, bold i also think wind waker is not number three and i, I think wind waker is not even top to five just because i don't think wind waker is even top 10 whoa 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 slow down <laughs> for that right I agree with the sentiment Wind Waker doesn't hold as much as it did because what the the joys of Wind Waker, that open world, the sea, the exploration is uh-huh. completely usurped by Zelda yeah. Breath of the Wild. Not only that, but they both have like the weakest dungeons in the series. They the both have the games. weakest dungeons. Um, so they're very easily comparable. Wind Waker kind of does way. still need to be top 10. I think it could be number 10. Hmm. I think tropical free should be above wind waker i think in the era of breath of the wild i actually agree let's put wind waker at 11 for now i'm cutting that fucker out <laughs> i can't believe that was easy jesus i should it's, fucking cut that shit down it's not easy but tropical freeze has to go higher now oh my god i'm making a bargain with the devil tropical freeze and earthbound are top five games but Xenoblade chronicles is not Oh my god, you fucker. No. No, 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 no. I can't live in that world. We're living in a world where Wind Waker's sitting at number 10. Yes, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I know, honestly, I know, Valley, but honestly, going, going back to thing. Wind Waker and, and playing it for our like Let's Play series is has shown me that, sure, Wind Waker was a great one-night stand. Like, fucking <laughs> just three days of joy no. and bliss with Wind Waker. No. But just going back to it, it's like, did I really like you that much, Wind Waker? I don't know. There's a lot of downtime, and there's a lot of, like, pointless going back and forth. Like, that point where you get to the island, is like, whoops, there's no one here. Go back to the other island. Like, and the fact there's no third dungeon in the first act, the dungeons themselves are not that great. The open world next to Breath of the Wild now is kind of vapid, and it's going. At, it, I agree, it's going at ten. It's not going lower than ten. It's it is because Tropical Freeze is going to be ten. It's going to be eleven. Tropical Freeze should be higher than ten. Well, Tropical Freeze, let's put it in at ten right now. Are you okay with Wind Waker being below Tropical Freeze and Tropical Freeze being ten? I'm okay with Wind Waker being below Tropical Freeze. I'm not okay with Wind Waker being below ten. Oh no! Well, that's not fair. Then you can't do that. Because otherwise, we're going to have to start taking things like Advance Wars and Fire Emblem 7 out of the equation in order to satisfy your stupid Wind Waker urges, which are just based Fire in... Fire Emblem 7 out of the equation? No, I'm just saying that, you know, if, we'd, if we were to do that and keep <laughs> Wind Waker in top 10, we'd have to do some massive juggling, right? 
Like, if you want Wind Waker in top 10, sorry, you can't have Advance Wars in there. You know, like, there are, there are bargains to be made here. Advance Wars um, is, be- is more worthy of top 10 in this list with Wind Waker because, like I said, I think Breath of the Wild neutralizes a lot of the awesomeness of Wind Waker. Sure. Um, Link Between Worlds and Wind Waker are very close now. Um, That's okay. W- okay, all right. Earthbound is too low. Yes, Earthbound is too low. Earthbound should be at least number five. Five, which it means we be have above to. Xenoblade. Now, here's the thing: Xenoblade Chronicles is a top five game of all time, uh, and it should be number five in this list. I can I can have Earthbound go above it, but we need to move something else out of that top five in order for Fire Emblem Seven Xenoblade to be number five. See, Fire Emblem Seven is above the. <laughs> Island 7 just had a promotion. It's gone from 4 to I, 3. I know, I, I know, I know. Okay, how about this? How Put about Earth Metro Prime? Fire Emblem 7 how about Metro now? Prime is off the list and we bring in uh, <laughs> another game? Earthbound should go in at number 3 right now. Jesus, that's high. 4, okay. four now. Okay, sure. Let's put it at number 3. Um, I think we need to get Breath of the Wild out of number five. (laughs) Yes, I mean Breath of the Wild. Let's just put it at the top right now. Let's put it at the top right now. uh, We'll have that argument when we get to it. Um, you think it will be an argument? I. It might be. Okay. There are points to be made. Um. Okay. So, what's the current top ten? Current top 10 is number 10, DKC Tropical Freeze, number 9, Advance Wars, number 8, Metroid Fusion, number 7, Metroid Prime, number 5, Xenoblade Chronicles, number 4, Fire Emblem 7, number 4, sorry, I said number 5, Fire Emblem 7, number 4, Earthbound, number 3, Super Mario Galaxy 2, number 2, Super Smash Brothers for Wii U, and number 1, Zelda Breath of the Wild. I... We might have nailed it. I, no, we we haven't just yet. It takes a little fine adjustment. Xenoblade Chronicles should be number five. Okay, I can get behind that. Fire Emblem slips to six. Sure, and Metro Prime slips to 27. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and then there's the list. No. Um, how do you feel about Galaxy 2? <sighs> Do you feel like I it's love there Galaxy. just yeah. sorry? Just be, do you feel like it's there just because it kind of has to be or do you feel passionately that it is there? I feel very passionately about Galaxy 2 and Tropical Freeze and I'm very conscious that there's a huge gulf between them. Yes. One's obviously 3D, one's 2D. I get that, but like Tropical Freeze I mean Freeze, that's, that's not really the argument I'm making. I'm just like should Galaxy 2 be this high on this list, which you know, we had the entire debate of Galaxy 2 above Wind Waker last I think Galaxy which... 2 is maybe a bit high and Tropical Freeze is maybe a bit low. Tropical Freeze is... should be above Advance Wars. Tropical Freeze should be above... both those Metroids. Jesus Christ. Uh, I think Tropical Freeze should be above Advance Wars. Because honestly... You're the only advocate for Advance Wars. I like yeah, I hear that. I hear Advance that. Wars. So let's I do think, that. I still think Tropical Freeze should be above the other two Metroids. Let's put Tropical Freeze above Advance Wars first. 
<laughs> calm down, steady on, steady on. Um, and Metroid Fusion and Metroid Prime, I think, are not going to move at this point. They feel like they're going to stay there. Fire Emblem Seven is absolutely a representation of the importance of Fire Emblem. I think Xenoblade's fine at five. I think Earthbound goes above Super Mario Galaxy 2. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird list, isn't it? it oh, but it, I mean, it does. And I mean, yeah. we've just put brand new, well, not brand new, but new games to the list at one and three. But yeah. And Tropical Freeze is in a much better place than it was. It's gone from 19 to nine in the, both the lists. I think it's the biggest climber, actually. Sure. Potentially. Mario Maker's 26 to 14. But, so um, let's, let's have the discussion about Smash Brothers versus Breath of the Wild. Okay. Because I think that's the discussion to be had here. Oh, uh, is, is 3 to 50 a lock? Are we... I, I think I feel okay about that. I think that's fine. I think um, I do too. And can I reiterate why Wind Waker, Wind Waker is 11? It's because, as I said, Breath of the Wild does the good things about Wind Waker so much better than Wind Waker. Also, Wind Waker's shit, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Uh, so, Breath of the Wild versus Smash 4 is a weird one, right? Because, on the one hand, you have a game that I can play for literally years... On the other hand, I have Smash Brothers. Lol. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can play uh, both these games for a very long time. Okay, but here's here's my proposal to you. Once you've beaten Breath of the Wild, I don't. I think it is by far in the entire Zelda series the weakest game to replay, because Breath of the Wild's sense of exploration and joy and discovery can only be done once. Once it's done, you can't have the same experience. Um, and I think that other Zelda games do a much better job of having dungeons that are more fun to go back through and puzzles to solve uh, that are specifically designed. Breath of the Wild has its own weird, unique blend of puzzle solving. Um, how do you feel about that versus Smash Brothers 4, which is a game that we both absolutely love and will, if we were on a desert island, we'd continue to play for the rest of our lives and be pretty content with. We would be. I feel more comfortable about Zelda being higher simply because there's there's simply no feeling in video games that I think that either of us have ever had with a game like we've had with Zelda Breath of the Wild where you go from not knowing what's what's around you what what the world has to offer and it's that sense of discovery. I completely agree once you've made that discovery the game has little to offer. But I think to put Breath of the Wild at two because that sense of discovery is only something you can do once is undermining how powerful and how important that sense of discovery is in the first place that no other Zelda game... And like we're talking about Zelda, like one of the most important historic franchises and video games of all time. And this might just be the best of that series and for that reason that sense of discovery what that game has to offer and how it carries itself out i think still can beat a game like 
Smash 4, even though I agree with the desert island argument that on an island, you and me playing Smash for 4 for a very long time could go on until eternity because it's just a great game. But I just feel more um, emotion about Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah, so do I. But also Earthbound? What do you think about Earthbound? <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm now it's tricky because all those arguments I just made about Breath of the Wild and emotion and discovery uh-huh. and mm-hmm. interesting things. Yep. I still think Smash Four should be above Earthbound. Really? Okay. Um. Because I like that. I I do like the idea that um I don't want. Earthbound and Breath of the Wild are surprisingly similar (laughs) when you you think about it in a very almost, I don't even know what the right word, metaphysical way. Right. When you're stepping back and thinking about video games and how you interact with them. I think if we're talking about terms of impact, right? Like the way a game can influence you emotionally, physically, all all those ways. Like the, the sheer impact of both of those games, I think, is... It's pretty massive. Yeah. Like, we've had some of the most interesting discussions on this podcast when we played Earthbound about politics and religion and capitalism and not just those topics, but our relationship with video games, what the video game makes you think about playing a video game. Smash 4 doesn't do any of that. I I completely get that. Um, But... I still think Smash 4 should be above it. When when you think about the series that is Smash Brothers and what that, that game does, where it brings together all of the best characters from most of the games on this entire list of 50 sure. games. When you talk about games that, that represent multiple games, there's nothing out there like Smash Brothers. Just nothing. Um, and I think that to represent so many games... And still be a very good game in and of yourself in a multiplayer fighting setting. This game just does it so seamlessly. And some of the characters in this game, it has to get huge credit for having characters like Cloud. Who could have imagined Cloud and Ryu? Uh, Mm -hmm. Even Sonic, although he was in the last game. Sure. Mega Man, Pac-Man, like these are... It's it's not just representing Nintendo anymore. It's going above and beyond what it, what it what it initially did on the N sixty four. It's representing video games, and that's very special in and of itself. Even though, like we said, Earthbound can make you have a, a really deep th- thought about how you relate to video games. Smash Four is almost like an ambassador of video games in and of itself. And how on earth do you compare those two? I don't you, know. You can't. But, it's it's but I just I, I like the order of 1, 2, 3, Breath of the Wild, Smash 4, Earthbound. Um, I've gone round in circles here in BZ, but that's yeah. just the order I'm feeling. And I don't know about yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, there's an argument to be made that Earthbound is number one as well. Um, yeah. It's a hard argument. Uh but there there is something incredibly special about a game that is 20 years old that you can play today and still have such an incredible impact from right like i don't know that in 20 years if someone plays breath of the wild 
that they will have the same experience as someone who played it when it came out in 2017 right and so for that reason earthbound for me has the ability to stand the test of time and that is maybe the most important thing right um it's certainly one way of looking at it so to some degree right like it could be top of the list but it's very difficult to divorce myself from the emotions that i had with playing breath of the wild this year yeah and obviously that's to do with the proximity to it coming out and maybe next time we do this if we if we do this clusterfuck again uh we'll feel different but there is a sense that yeah that this feels right i don't know it i think that breath of the wild may be a bit premature to be top of uh top 50 games of all time list uh but aside from playing pokemon blue in the bathroom the morning after i got it and being so fucking excited i've not had a feeling like that in games since right breath of the wild did there's that. an excitement about it and as good as earthbound is it's not there's not an excitement in the same way it's there's an energy there's a, sure. a, a relationship with that game but it's not an excitement and it's hard to relate what that excitement comes down to it's not just purely action because that's obviously an area that stands out where smash and zelda have over earthbound is like it's an action game over rpg but it's more than that it's it's also a history with a series right yeah like zelda is important because of the past games that existed and the lore surrounding them and the world and the characters like that's the kind of thing that you can build anticipation for uh, which is much harder to do with a series that doesn't have uh, you know a great kind of background to it um so yeah i think uh there may not have been the the drawn out fights uh, in this uh, accumulation of video games but i think bally we might have a list i, th- I the think the one thing i, I want to i am happy with it i think and the I, one thing i want is for fire emblem fates conquest to be above advanced wars 2 and i'm oof. just gonna make the case i'm just gonna make the case to you that fire emblem fates conquest literally threw me off my feet like i was so negative on fates after playing birthright that i wasn't even i didn't straight away go into the second one which i thought i was gonna do because that's what my plan was and as soon as i started playing that game and getting into its maps and the ridiculously intricate design of them um and just the smartness throughout that game it, it is absolutely I think I am more passionate about Fire Emblem Fates Conquest than you are about Advance Wars 2. Yeah, I think I'll give you that. I think I'll I'll move it above that now. Um, All right. I also still have two Advance, uh, Advance Wars games to play, so... Sure. Who knows? By the time that we make this next list, there might be a new Advance Wars. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. That is potential. Do we have a lock? Uh, I think metro prime as soon as that's off the list we're done (laughs) (laughs) do you think you'll play that before episode 150 mbz put it on the switch i'll buy it a third time fuck it yeah why not i mean buying video games is the same as playing them but okay there we go yep yep (laughs) i think it's a lock all right how about we count down 50 to 1 all right go ahead shall i mention shakers and movers on the ones that have uh, no, gone up and no, down no because it will take way too fucking long it will take so too long let's just, just go do. for it let's yeah. go for it 
Number 50, Castlevania. 49, Box Boy. 48, Animal Crossing Wild World. 47, Metroid Prime 2 Echoes. 46, Xenoblade Chronicles X. 45, Luigi's Mansion 2. 44, Twilight Princess. 43, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. 42, Codename Steam. 41, Kirby Canvas Curse. 40, Sonic Mania. 39, Harvest Moon Friends of Mineral Town. 38, Skyward Sword, uh, 37, Pokemon Gold, Silver, 36, Fire Emblem, Path of Radiance, 35, Super Mario 3D Land, 34, Zelda Minish Cap, 33, F-Zero GX, 32, Trine 2, 31, Mario Land 2, 30, Rayman Legends, 29, uh, Bayonetta 2, 28, Phoenix Wright, 27, Super Metroid, 26, Mega Man 2, 25, Warrior Land Shake Dimension, 24, Pikmin 3, 23, Metroid Zero Mission, 22, Super Mario Galaxy 1, 21, Super Meat Boy, 20, Guitar Hero 3, number 19, Advance Wars 2, number 18, Fire Emblem Fates Conquest, number 17, Splatoon 2, number 16, Guacamelee, number 15, Chrono Trigger, 14, Super Mario Maker, 13, Link Between Worlds, 12, Shovel Knight, 11, Wind Waker, 10, Advance Wars, 9, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, number 8, Metroid Fusion, number 7, Metroid Prime, number 6, Fire Emblem 7, number 5, Xenoblade Chronicles, number 4, Super Mario Galaxy 2, number 3, Earthbound, number 2, Super Smash Bros. 4, Wii U, and number 1, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Boy, that's a fucking video game list. There's a lot of good things in there. Uh, that is a list. People should play. It took um, quite a while to make that list. <laughs> Yeah, man, I don't know. It's uh I, I feel like we changed a lot, but uh at this point it's gonna be hard to to break through because there's a lot of really good things in here. Um yep. so so maybe we'll do this again uh, for episode one hundred and fifty. Maybe we'll do something completely different, I don't know. Um but uh let us know if you want it for episode hundred and fifty or maybe we'll yeah. we'll push for that in episode hundred and forty eight maybe rather than episode one hundred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, uh, that will work. Um, so, yeah, uh, we are going to end this segment, but don't go anywhere because we'll be back with a very final segment, just wrapping up uh, our 100-episode milestone and uh, all that good stuff. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back.
Alright everyone, welcome back to the last part of uh, the uh, Nintendo Life episode 100. Um, well yeah, done if you're still uh, with us. Thanks for getting through all that nonsense of two and a half hours of us you know, <laughs> trying to figure out a nightmare of a list. I hope it was worth um, it. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're just going to kind of wrap things up here. A bit of a, um, like looking back on the last hundred episodes, talking about uh, some of the stuff. And we have a bunch of stuff that you've sent us through email or through our Discord server, uh, which has been really cool to see some people uh, telling us like when they started listening and all that good stuff so thought we'd just read through those and uh, then maybe reflect ourselves on the podcast um so let's kick it off with an email from kevin s a friend of the show who writes in and says hello tnl podcast or as you were previously known nypp it's been one hell of a journey to episode 100 i've been listening since day one and this was the podcast that got me into podcasts the entire idea seemed so foreign to me years ago, but TNL Podcast has made my one-hour daily commutes to uni not just bearable, but something I look forward to. NBZ and Bally, it's been such a pleasure to watch you two evolve along with the podcast. There aren't too many things that stick out for this many years, but this is a testament to you two. My favourite memory has got to be you guys deciding on your top 50 games. You two getting so heated made for such a memorable segment that I could laugh my butt off to. But this also, but this is also a great display of your passion for games as a whole, and I still have quite the list to work through based on the games you decided upon. Here's to a hundred more episodes. Cheers, Kevin. Well, yes, uh, referencing back to uh, the Now You're Playing With Power times. I believe it changed in episode 36 just off the top of my head. Jeez, what are you, the Greg Leahy of this podcast, Bally? <laughs> I am a bit, I am a bit. I do oh, go back boy. and listen to episodes here and there. Um, yeah. Yeah, we had a rebrand, didn't we? So I think we decided yeah. we were humming and hawing whether we should restart the counter or keep the counter going. And we thought, mm, let's keep the counter going. Um, and yeah, I think that, I guess many listeners now might not know about the fact we used to be called Now You're Playing With Power, but I guess, who knows? Yeah, uh, had to get the word Nintendo in the title of the podcast. I think was my biggest thing. Was yeah. like, come on, we need to do, we need to make this like so people actually know what it's about. Um, that said, there are a lot of podcasts out there that I listen to that are about a certain topic and are not named anything near that whatsoever. Right. So who knows uh, what what the best thing to do is? I um, also I also remember when we started the podcast, a lot of people were writing into us saying that like they didn't because obviously we we came from your channel mbz and essentially a lot of our initial following many of them didn't listen to podcasts outside of ours so the idea of listening to podcasts and people who weren't in the podcast culture like we already were sort of said like oh that's great i can listen to you guys while playing a video game and stuff like these were things that we've been doing for years with podcasts yeah you know just listening to them whenever when you're on the loo in the in bed walking Mm -hmm. to work doing whatever like it's just podcast 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 doing literally anything in life i usually have a podcast so like it's really great that we got so many people into podcasts in the first place uh and hopefully i'm I'm sure many people have found us through uh already being in podcasts which is cool absolutely 
you want to take the next one, Bally? Sure. So our next uh, email is from Ryan. Dear Ms. Ed and Bally, I've been listening to the show from the start and I can't believe that it's already been four years. My favorite memories of the show were always the backlog clubs. The discussions are always more interesting because the game is fresh on your mind and I know exactly what you two are talking about. With the regular shows, I find myself watching gameplay or looking at screenshots to get some context about the game. Games you are discussing. Congrats on episode 100 and I hope you continue for 100 more from Ryan. That's two people who want us to do a hundred more episodes, Bally. So I think we're bound. I think to we're signed up. We're signed up. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Backlog clubs, man. We've we need to three. do one of those. Three in a hundred um, episodes. It's not exactly a great ratio, but um, no, it's not. We, we need to get better at that. We definitely um, do want to do more because there's so many great classic games that we have access to and will have access to, especially with the SNES Classic coming out soon. That we definitely want to uh get one of those on the go soon um yeah i think this nest classic is probably a good indication for what we'll choose next so uh yeah hopefully uh it'll be a fun time and with Um, the our brand new discord server uh it's just we've really got a really great group of people talking about games and like stuff on the podcast coming out so we can create like a, a separate mini server a separate thread within our server even to um talk about whichever game we we pick next so that could be yeah absolutely something for the future yeah thanks ryan uh the next uh, message comes from a service from london who says i've been listening since episode one of now you're playing with power on nbz channel i remember distinctly being very pleased to find that nbz had started a nintendo podcast with this ballet character but for some reason couldn't shake the feeling that it would end prematurely i'm so happy to have been wrong the highlights of the first hundred episodes for me are the three retroactives i mean back backlog clubs yeah we did kind of steal that idea um <laughs> particularly the earthbound one which introduced me to a game i would now put in my top five of all time mm, so it seems like we share the same ideas Bally. um i'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing where it ranks in the top 50 uh congratulations on 100 episodes and thank you for the years of entertainment you've given us as a final thought i just want to mention that i actually listened to episode one of nypp this week and while both of you have come a long way since then bally especially is so much better at talking into a microphone than he was four years ago it's hard to believe it's the same person on episode one that i just listened to in episode 99 so there you go bally yeah it seems like you've done well (laughs) i definitely had had very little experience about in talking into a microphone and putting my voice out on the internet compared to you and when we started um Mm -hmm. i feel like i have become more confident and more comfortable about articulating my thoughts on video games essentially uh because at the start i was quite quiet and definitely if you do go back and listen to that episode one um i do have very i have a lot of patterns in the way i speak and like those things are very hard to break out of and breaking out ums and ahs and repeating the same words again and again and I like to think I've gotten a bit better, so I really appreciate Something that. Something you, you used to do a lot, Bally, that I've noticed you've stopped doing is you used to, like, in the middle of a sentence, just stop for at least three seconds and then continue. And I remember editing some of the early episodes <laughs> where multiple times an episode, I just have to cut out, like, this two-second dead air. And it would sound really natural if I just cut it out. It sounds as if you just yeah. continue the sentence. It's on. like my brain um, reprocessing what I'm, what I'm still yeah. saying yeah bizarre um i do think i've also sped up uh the speed at which i talk i used to talk very slowly like and i still think right, i do yeah. talk a lot more slowly compared to you mbz but i feel like i've sped up a bit sure uh that that makes sense um 
yeah man earthbound's a great fucking game <laughs> it yeah. deserves to be at that spot on the list um so Number and three. also i just want to give a, uh i want to give a service a shout out because he sent in i believe like a full essay on earthbound when we did that backlog club and that was right. awesome it was really really well done and we we took in a lot of his comments uh, for that episode so uh thank him thank you for that our next message is from jackpot Hey guys, I've been listening since episode one. Crazy, I didn't realize how long the show had been going when I stop and think about it. You guys have kept me company while I transited to and from my last two years of uni and now while I commute to work. Just wanted to say, keep it up and looking forward to your episode 100 show and beyond. Thanks, Jackpot. Uh, I think like commutes are definitely a thing uh, for a lot of people like when listening to podcasts. I know, Bala, you have a shorter one these days. Um, it's sure I, I i love it, uh, it. it's like 10 minutes it's great yeah <laughs> you, you you miss the old days of uh being able to like play 3ds on the train uh to some degree i guess but right uh, i guess it's probably better to wake up later and get in uh, uh you know having um not had to wait so long but still uh it's cool um uh, next up is russ bucket who says congratulations guys i can't remember when i started listening but i found you guys looking for any nx switch related news maybe two or three years ago i love the show i like the chemistry mbz and bally have i admire the professionalism of the podcast hmm, questionable uh and the musical <laughs> interludes uh you guys have a real passion for gaming and this quite clearly comes across to your audience when you guys bicker i just find myself laughing best nintendo game for me is wind waker oh also a funny moment when you guys did an episode on breath of the wild preview before it was released i think a nintendo direct but nbz hated the fact that the treasure chest never opened all the way his reaction was so funny <laughs> the funny thing is the chests still don't open all the way but i can see why way too much code to do all that i hate that fucking that's the worst part of breath of the wild it infuriates me to no end it's weird, that, like you it? get to this treasure chest and just like pops it open like halfway like link couldn't even reach in and get anything from the treasure chest like that oh it doesn't make any sense um but uh yeah that's uh you know uh stuff like that i i do enjoy talking about like when i think that was during e3 uh when we were talking about uh all the breath of the wild stuff it was it was a fun time yeah for sure. yeah ross bucket mentions like our chemistry on the podcast i think we had an upper hand on this one the fact we've known each other for five years and sure five yeah. years since the age of five, <laughs> five, years yeah, five five years we just started the podcast a no we've known each other yeah, 20 years at least now, yeah so. jesus oh wow. boy so that's definitely an advantage top tip if you want to start up a podcast find someone you've known a long time yep <laughs> it always Makes works it easier um oh boy. our next message is from tim who's from the u.s congrats mz and ballet i found the show via youtube while looking for longer fire emblem content earlier 2016 must have been a little after episode 50 or 60 liked the other parts of the episode so much i decided decided to check out other episodes that had intriguing titles uh, after that i started listening to every episode i've since moved to listening via itunes but this podcast has been something i look forward to every other week as i said when i wrote my itunes review way back listening to the show is like sitting and having a chat with two good friends i love this show because you guys aren't a show like nvc which only covers current news and games i love that games that come out a long time ago like advance wars 2 can be major talking points at any time it shows how authentic the show really is keep up the great work Thank you, Tim, very much. I think that's a big part of the DNA of this podcast yeah, is definitely. us going back and talking about old games. Um, because generally, if you're in the press and you're like someone who does this for a living, 
your entire mo is to discuss new stuff all the time because that's just you know that's the job um and us doing this just on our own and you know not having any corporate overhead we can just be like yeah i will play advanced wars 2 fuck Even you guys it came like, out in 2004 or whatever yeah yeah exactly. and and exactly. like it helped by the fact that that kind of started where we both had very large backlogs of some really classic nintendo games when we started this podcast and combined with the fact that the wii u just has the most incredible virtual console library uh and I certainly downloaded a ton of games through it. I just thought that like there are so many classic Nintendo games and gaps in my knowledge that I just thought it was important that I played them if I was going to try and pretend to be a podcast co-host. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> I've got to play these. Like that's how that's how I shape my knowledge of Nintendo and at this point I'd like to think that I have played a lot of um the classics when it comes to Nintendo and the the gaps in my knowledge are fewer than they were 4 years ago. So um we want to definitely like you said keep that as part of the show where we go back and we play older games um more often than not ones we've not played before but even if that means playing a classic that we've might have started a long time ago Mm-hmm. absolutely um also want to point out that there are some people here who have found us not because i did pokemon which is something i've uh, been happy with over the years is like there have been people who have found this show on their own, like outside of any of my YouTube channel influence. Uh, like Ru- Russ Bucket said, looking for like NX news, and like right. Tim said, looking for Fire Emblem stuff. So um, yeah, that's that's cool to hear from people. It's interesting have, how our you know, audience has gradually evolved from what initially started as obviously through your your Pokemon YouTube channel, and said that was by and large people who were there for Pokemon content, but came over to us yeah. as a as a bonus to actually reaching out to people independently of that is just really exciting and really sure. interesting. Uh, we have a quick funny moment from Zelda drama who said, for me, the funniest moment was when MBZ was explaining his experience with the Yiga clan and the banana. His voice wouldn't stop going higher. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that. That was, that might be like one of my favorite moments I've ever done in a game and just trying to describe it whilst also trying not to spoil Breath of the Wild at that point, uh, was, uh, it was a fun, fun thing for sure. I, man, that game's crazy, crazy. That's why it's number one because of that. That's the real reason is because I hit a banana across the room after freezing it in time. Jesus. Oh boy. Our next message is from Devonis. Uh, he says, I don't know when I started listening, I guess somewhere around episode 20 to 30. I've been subbed to MBZ for a lot longer because of his Pokemon Wi-Fi battles he did back then and ignored the podcast for a while. At some point, though, I decided to listen to one and have listened to each one ever since. I even went back and listened to the older ones because I enjoyed your podcast so much. As for best moments, I always enjoy you two arguing how high certain games should be when you make some kind of top 10 list. It's probably funnier to listeners than it is to you. Well, I'm sure he would have enjoyed this episode because that's basically two and a half hours of that. Yeah, I hope, uh, I hope that went down well. And of course, we like to do, um, we like to have a debate about top five games of the year every year. And we're definitely keen to yeah. do that again this year. Um, yes. And yeah, I think lists are something we might do a few more in the future because we have had a, a lot of positive responses um, about yeah. that. And, and we're, get, we're getting close to finishing all these Zelda games, so we're going to have to rank those at right, some point. Right, right. Um, so that and is yeah, coming down as the much line as, for sure. As much as it might strain our friendship, at least it provides for the audience. <laughs> yep, absolutely. 
no reason not to, uh, wrote in and said, I remember listening to the first few episodes of NYPP and just having two men chatting about how Pikmin became more approachable. It was very calming to just listen to a podcast and was a nice change of pace from YouTubish things. It is a pleasure to be getting back into the show. Thanks for the good times and keep it up, guys. Uh, well, Bally, you talking about Pikmin eventually forced me to play one, so... Uh, you know, I guess that calming influence uh, did have a good effect. Yeah, and uh, I, I like to think that us having an influence on each other and like one of us will play a game that the other hasn't. We said, this game was really good. You should try it. And we have actually had, yeah. since especially the last top 50 games of all time, we've had a lot more convergence on games that I've played and that you've played that the other hadn't yeah. last time. And we can say, definitely, actually, you're right. That game's really good. It should be higher. Or actually... Uh, you're wrong on that one and that should be lower and like that's just a healthy uh-huh. thing for yeah. the list and like our discourse on games i guess definitely so finally we have a message from chaotix who says i've listened to the podcast since around the time the name changed it's the first and still the only podcast i consistently listen to the discussions on various topics by email suggestions on games i shouldn't play and such has always proven very helpful to me as a gamer i followed emiz for a long time and when he announced he, he would stop with pokemon my key question was whether he would continue to cover e3 as he was my main source for the news the podcast goes well beyond that and it's great keep up the good work Thank you, Chaotix. Uh, I have always made a big deal about E3, and I think now with Bali as well, it's been it's been even more fun to cover that stuff um, because Nintendo has had various presences throughout the last uh, few years, and uh, us uh, giving them downs. a bunch of shit for it or like praising them to high heaven has definitely been a nice yo-yo uh, of of uh, you know talking about that stuff. Um, so and it's quite fitting yeah, that uh, like we've we've come to episode 100 now and nintendo it feels based on the switch and the games that have come out this year and the games that are promised for the rest of this year they're in about as good of a place as i can remember certainly in the time of this podcast by far uh but even if you look further back it might be even better than most other years that we can even think of yeah this is definitely one of nintendo's best years ever i think just generally not only from the fact that they launched a new console but the strength of the software that's available it's um it's a really great time to be a nintendo fan i think and uh it's interesting that we started this show like basically at their lowest point possible and (laughs) rode that wave for a few years and and now we're kind of coming out the other side um which is is great we sort of started uh, at the last hurrah of the wii u with a game like 3d world yeah yeah weirdly that that was the last hurrah when it came out like a year after the console came out but well there was splatoon and and, uh, mario kart and mario maker but um yeah. yeah, but I think even at, even at the point we started the podcast, people knew the Wii U was done. Right, you know, exactly. It was doomed, essentially. Like, why would you start um, a Nintendo podcast then? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, I think that um, it speaks a lot to, like, you know, being part of that group who stick with something even though it's bad times, you know? Like, I think yeah. a lot of the reason Podcast Beyond was so successful was that even during the bad era of ps3 when everything was going wrong and sony were making horrible mistakes like greg and colin doing that show like was this unifying thing that like they were the underdogs and they like really pushed their love of playstation and all that stuff Mm. and and it became a really popular and big show because of that um and you know i think that 
we have a maybe similar thing here yeah. where we, we when, stuck with this company even through the worst times possible yeah, like, and still had a good at, time look at the number of podcasts that have launched since, since the switch has come out and like you think wow like these people have just like completely they've just gone for it they've said like the switch is popular people are talking about it we love the switch we want to talk about it and you know credit to them but you know, it's really great that we managed to stick around. We were here during the dark times. During, God, during the dark times. Like, we're the real deal, you know. We got, we got the chops. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, everyone, for all those messages. Uh, it was very nice to hear from a whole bunch of you. Um, and uh, again, uh, you know, you can send us emails all the time. We're always looking for more. Uh, Bali, remind them of that email address. The email address is thisnintendolife at gmail.com. That is thisnintendolife at gmail.com. Please send us your emails. We love reading them. Absolutely. It'd be uh, great to get some some new ones for next time. That would be fantastic. Um, and yeah, Bali, uh, it's the episode 100. It's the end here. Uh, how do you feel about this show? How has it been the last four years? <laughs> Why is it that long? Four years doing this. Um what were your expectations and uh, have they been met? I was always concerned about keeping on top of Nintendo news and keeping on top of playing enough games to talk about and finding the time to record and, you know, setting up these Skype dates we have every other week just to fit sure. in the recording and, like, the amount of time. It does take up a, a crazy amount of time when you add it all yeah. in. Um, and just being aware of the little things like oh the podcast is out now i need to do some tweets let's do this let's promote it it's like it's it's just like little things here and there that has just sort of worked its way into my reg into my life where i regularly will right. do xyz during the day and like oh i need i'm gonna do some timestamps now i'm gonna do that like it's just and i'm glad that it's almost become quite seamless in a way in that sense uh and i'm really pleased by the amount of games that i've played and like we just said about the state of nintendo right now it's such an exciting time to be in this sphere of what we're doing being a nintendo podcast talking about these amazing games that are coming out we just mentioned metroid earlier this show zelda was this year we got mario odyssey coming this year like it's insane some of the the quality games coming out and um it's so I feel very lucky to be doing this podcast with like a following that is experiencing all these cool things because it's pretty exciting time, not just for Nintendo, but video games in general. Yeah, it is the best time to be playing video games. Um, Absolutely. 100%. Um, and uh, how yeah, do you feel I, uh, about it all, MBZ? Is this, is this how uh, you expected it to, to, to turn out? I didn't know that we'd be able to continue doing this for as long as we've been doing it. Um, you know, I uh, over the years doing Pokemon, I was pretty consistent. You know, I, I kept up a good pace and I loved doing it, but eventually it just became something that I did out of necessity rather than, you know, desire. And podcasts have been something that I have listened to for years and years. And I, I think I will be for like many decades to come because it's something that I have vibed with and something that is so changeable and different i think that's one of the reasons why moving from doing pokemon to just talking about games generally has been so great because there's the variety on offer there that you're never able to get bored with right and so there's always something new and something interesting to talk about and discuss um 
and so i think for that reason like because this is something that i love doing so much and it's ever changing i think it probably creates something that will last a long time um and and that definitely wasn't the case for pokemon because eventually like you hit a roadblock um but yeah i honestly like this is something that i'm very proud of that we have done this show that we've been so consistent of with it that um it's always like i always try and make it the highest quality thing possible we bought new microphones to make sure our audio was better like i always put in the effort on the editing like make sure we went out and we got artwork we um got you know um you know thumbnail banners we have uh you know a twitter icon like all this stuff that we have worked with other people to get and get made and and try and make the show better and better um has definitely been something i've been proud of, of building and Uh, i hope that we can continue to do it and also just you know on a personal level i don't think we would have been able to keep in touch as much or talk on a regular basis as we do if we didn't do this right like um generally like at this point in life everyone is so busy just doing their own thing and having to deal with a ton of different stuff uh just making time to talk to friends is like kind of hard um Mm. so the fact that you know we can do this uh it's not only great to just you know talk to you about games and stuff but just catch up constantly and yeah. never be less than two weeks away of like having conversation it's, having it's been great exactly yeah which is absolutely. cool because it's like the vibe we have almost is like when we come on skype it's it's like checking into work but then it's not work because we're having fun and we're going to yeah, talk about video games absolutely. Uh, but we'll like update each other on stuff a bit like work colleagues would but it's not the same because like we're sure. off, we've been friends for far longer and then we know yeah. that we're doing something like really enjoyable and constructive and like we've talked before about how important we we definitely think this is as a, a creative outlet and like you said oh the, yeah the big difference with your original channel and the variety podcasting offers like I've had so little burnout with the podcast. It's so rare that I'm not up for like recording and putting yes. my views across and playing more games because it, it's constantly changing and, and evolving. And that's what's exciting about it. Like it's, it's not monotonous in the slightest. It's really, it's really fresh. It's good. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we made the right decision to record once every two weeks because yeah. I think otherwise it would have killed us. Like it's, you know, it comes out every two weeks, but it's a lot of work still, you know? um so and of course yeah the the benefit of recording every two weeks is that like we normally have enough time to you know play a game start to finish and talk about it and that's sure, quite valuable yeah. where in my opinion a lot of other podcasts they'll dip in dip out of games and it's quite scattered like we like to properly do it start to finish and then can say right that's that and talk about it yeah absolutely um any final thoughts you have, Bali, before we close out this episode uh, on the podcast? Uh, just that, uh, like... Where, where, where are we going to be in a hundred more episodes? Yeah, just that, like you said, with the artwork and, uh, like, face uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube banners and stuff, like, we have come a long way. We've been to Gamescom, like, we've done some really great yeah, stuff Yeah, we did an podcast. event. Crazy. And I just really want to... I want it to grow. I want it to get better. I want us to do more cool stuff. I want to go to more conventions. I'd like to, you yeah. know see what else we go can to e3 do. exactly we want to go to e3 we want to start up stuff with loads of ideas for the future that i'm sure we'll talk about in future episodes and mm-hmm. i think just 
watch this space like this isn't we're not we're not going anywhere we want to keep going and get bigger and better and uh we're sure. excited that you guys are listening and on the journey with us absolutely uh yeah i we, we've had some some great moments uh i enjoyed going to the zelda symphony and and doing that as our first kind of live big thing right um you know meeting some people there as well like it was uh, the first time we'd gone out and like done something that wasn't just sitting at home recording. Um, and since then we did, you know, Hyper Japan, we did uh, going to Gamescom. So uh, yeah, more of that stuff would be really good. Um, and of course, your recent trip to Japan, which was uh, a good fun, uh, you know, travel vlog that you put yeah, up there as well. Yeah. And um, I'll, I'll need to bring so, you to Japan sometime. <laughs> so that's the, know, that's yeah, another target. Abs- absolutely, absolutely. Um, but any like uh, other favorite moments you can pick out of Bali? Um, let me think. I, I think that, that, uh, probably going to Gamescom and actually feeling that aspect of like games journalism and, and our sort of what we were doing and recording and who we were interviewing, like having a real purpose and a focus and actually, you know, being a bit of a games journalist for like a day or two <laughs> just felt a bit weird and cool um and yeah. yeah i think that was really cool and the more we can repeat of that that'd be awesome but other than that i think that the number of classic nintendo games i've played on and talked about on this podcast i think is really yeah. quite special to me and like you said earlier it's like the dna of the show is going back and playing some some of the classics and talking about them so yeah i think those yeah, two i think things. uh one of my favorite episodes is definitely the Earthbound episode. Um, oh, that's, absolutely. That's one that I, I'm very happy with and I think was such a great game to play. Um, and uh, yeah, and we got some some great like uh, listener participation in that one as well. It was it was just overall uh, a really great example of, I think, what this podcast can, can be. Right. So, um, we just need Mother so, yeah. 3. Yeah, <laughs> now we'll keep waiting. It's It'll, it'll happen, I, I swear. Oh, boy. Um, so with that, Bally, let's close out episode 100. Um, where can people find us? I can tell you where you can find me. That's at LordNBZ on the Twitter. Uh, just go type that in. I'll be right there. You can follow whatever ramblings I have. Where um, can they find you, Bally? You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Ballyman91. That's B-A-L-L-Y-M-A-N-9-1. Um, and also, yeah, follow, check out the, the Twitter account for the podcast, which, of course, is at TNL Podcast. That's at TNL Podcast. Uh, and, yeah, we'll, we'll get the, the Discord server. It will be the pinned tweet on there. It's not currently. I will pin it back to to the top. Uh, we were pinning sure. episode 100. But, yeah, I will get our Discord server pinned where we're, we're having some good chats and good conversations about all the stuff yeah, going absolutely. on. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's growing, nice, growing nicely. Uh, you can also find that link in the uh, iTunes description right. uh, if you're so inclined. Um, uh, yeah, well, you can also find us in various places. We're on iTunes or on any podcast app you own. I know people are like, I hate iTunes, but also I don't even use iTunes. Uh, iTunes is just an aggregator. You can just go to a random podcast app and you'll find us because that's the magic of the internet it's very very mysterious um but we're on stitcher or on various other places um and uh you know with this being episode 100 it would be a really great time for you to go out there and give us a review and tell people hey we like this show it's a pretty good show you should go listen to it in this era of nintendo where the switch is doing gangbusters and people are more interested in what people have to say about various nintendo things 
Uh, if you haven't done uh, or given us a review, uh, that would be really appreciated. So if you could uh, hop over to iTunes, takes a few minutes uh, of your time. Uh, and that is, that's more helpful to us than anything else you can do to the show. So if you would like to help us um, and make sure this show continues for another 100 episodes, uh, then please go there and review us. Uh, very, very important. Um, and... Uh, yeah, you, uh, Bali already told you the email address. You can tell you one more time. Bali. One more time. This Nintendo Life at gmail.com. That is this Nintendo Life at gmail.com. Absolutely. And uh, I think that's it. Have I forgotten anything, Bali? Because, you know, there's we've got to this point where there's a lot of things to talk there's about at the end of the show. But we, we've been going a long time, but, you know, yep. that's what we get for reaching 100 episodes. And absolutely. Um, yeah. On to 100 more. Let's go. All right. And with that, thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next episode uh, with some brand new stuff to talk about. So don't go anywhere or do go somewhere after you've listened to this because otherwise you'll be sitting there for two weeks waiting. Uh, But uh, uh, until then, thank you, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. interludes used on today's show were the battle theme from Project Octopath Traveller, copyright Square Enix 2017, and Magmore Caverns from Metroid Samus Returns, copyright Mercury Steam Nintendo 2017.